program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. I'm giving you a choice. I could put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We had a real chance with this new order. In our world, there will be no emotions except fear, rage, triumph, and self-abasement. The sex instinct will be eradicated. We shall abolish the orgasm. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. But always there will be the intoxication of power. Always, at every moment, there will be the thrill of victory, the sensation of trampling on an enemy who is helpless. If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face. Forever. The moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen. It depends on you. And all I could say was harder, big brother. And it's episode 58 of Behind the Schemes for August 16th, 2021. I'm Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. And coming over here from the bereft coast, looking at it, you through a screen that's looking back at me through a 4K satellite feed. My name is Lavish. And joining us all the way from the left coast up to his eyeballs and commie scumfucks, we have Sir Ryan Bemrose. Hello, hello, hello. So that hello, was a hello. cheerful intro you guys made there. You know, we, the, the, the big brother and the dude talking down. I like I. I almost committed suicide right before the show. I just wanted you to know that. We did it special for you. You have been, Your boots have that. crushed many a face, and so we figured you might as well enjoy it, you know, because the residue yes. of many a face. So as I've, as I've started uh, telling people, you know, lavish is, I mean, you're from California, and I'm really sorry about that, but you mm-hmm. get full claim to the real left coast because we're like up here. We just keep being, trying to be an echo of California. So I'm now calling it the upper left coast. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. You know, uh, JCD doesn't even call it anything I've ever heard before when he calls it, uh, what does he call it, Northern Silicon Valley? Yeah. We don't call it anything that around here. It makes no sense. There's only Silicon well, Valley. I, the only thing I know for sure about Silicon Valley is that Maxwell Zorn had the right idea. Ooh, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with Maxwell Zorn. Oh, my God. Uh uh, Live and Let Die, I think was it. It was one of the Bond movies where uh, Roger Moore was uh, Bond mm-hmm. and uh, Christopher great, great Walken. Film. Christopher Walken was the bad guy, and the entire plot 
was that Christopher Walken bought up a bunch of aquifers underneath. Right, right. That's right. Yeah, aquifers. Sink Silicon Valley into the San Francisco Bay. Mm. Where did he get with that? I'm, I'm curious. Oh, stream's dropping. Well, unfortunately, he died in a giant blimp over the Golden Gate Bridge, and I felt like that was unfortunate. I feel like Roger Man. Moore was in the wrong there. That's just so overblown. Everybody dies at the Golden Gate Bridge. Be, be original. The Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> is a pile of bones that's, under it. I, yeah. that, you know, that's actually true. I've, I'm a connoisseur of disaster porn is what we call it, which oh, is so just movies. Familiar. I'm familiar. Movies where that, that you know, feature some kind of horrible disaster. And, of course, you got to deal with all the propaganda where they're like, yeah, climate change is actually causing the sun to get closer, and that's the science we're going with, whatever. But... Um, for some reason, there's certain <laughs> iconic things that they always go with. And if it's disaster porn from the 90s and earlier, they always blew up lower Manhattan. But mm-hmm. that kind of became apropos after right. 9-11. The novelty but, wore off after like yeah. 20 years. But there's certain landmarks that you always see, every single one of them. Like if, if it's international, if it's got anything to do with Europe, you are going to watch the Eiffel Tower go down. Mm-hmm. Um, I- if it has anything to do with California, the Golden Gate Bridge is gone. You're going to see, right. you know, you're going to see waves coming in on shore. That's like a, a two mile tsunami that just knocks the bridge over totally. And none of them look good. And then um, I, I, a guilty pleasure of mine is watching the Space Needle go. Which is a, a delicacy. <laughs> of course, when anyone shows Seattle, you got to show the needle. That's, that's yes. Goes without yes. Saying. Every B-roll of Seattle in every movie ever has got some helicopter shot of there's a space needle in it. Mm-hmm. Which I think Which is, is funny, funny because, yeah, well, I think it's funny because when you're downtown, like at all the touristy spots like Pikes, you can't even see the fucking thing. No, the space needle isn't downtown. It's like a mile away. Yeah, it's totally, it's not It's not anywhere you get to. You've got to go out of your way to get there, and yeah. you can't even see it in the distance. I think or I've you been gotta get two on the... or three times, and I've never seen it in person. <laughs> or, well, if you go downtown, you can, you can see the Space Needle. You get on a monorail. And by the way, the it, Seattle was way ahead of a lot of other cities. They were built for, for the 1964 World's Fair. They built one of the first monorails in a big city in the United States. And they mm-hmm. were like, look at this is how everybody will be transported in the future. And for the last 50 years plus, where is the monorail gone? It goes from a mall downtown exactly one mile out to where the Space Needle is. And it goes back and forth. And it's a tourist attraction. So if you ever get in Seattle and you ride the monorail, like, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, get places where you can go is from here to somewhere you could probably walk faster. Mm. Well, you guys do do have a really good light rail, I will say. The the SeaTac to downtown run, that thing is fucking money, man. It only cost about $75 billion. Oh, that's it? Nice. It's a steal. Yeah. Well, I'm from California, man. You can't, there's nothing, trust me. (laughs) <laughs> it, in, in fact, that that light rail that you might have to, that currently goes from uh, the SeaTac Airport to downtown Seattle. Now that's an important run. That's useful, but uh, that was the first leg of uh, an entire transit system that was going to be the entire three county region running from Everett all the way to Tacoma. It's going to get everybody everywhere they wanted mm-hmm. to be. Is great because the the geography around here there's there's mountains on the east and uh, a giant glacier hole in the ground on the west full of water and so there's only one road goes north to south and that's it and that road is always congested so the idea of getting in a train really great idea so 
way back in 1996, they came up with this idea of, well, let's just create a taxing district that covers uh, three counties, about six million people, and we're going to tax everybody and build this huge network. Well, it's been, what, what's that, 25 years since then? They got one line in. I've been paying taxes. I've been having taxes taken from me, stolen from me for 25 years for, that for this light rail line. There has yeah. never been a light rail train in my city. And at the current schedule, the first train is going to reach my city in 2043. This is one of those schemes. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. You know what? I just took over your show and started ranting again. <laughs> well, that's okay. We, we got you here. Okay. That's ho- what we're talking about. I was hoping for a good BIM rat, a BIM rant. Well, that that was the first of many, I'm sure. <laughs> well, have you, how long has it been since you've uh, had a, a platform? You know, you've been getting your Mondays and Fridays back, and you've been retired. Have you been enjoying yourself? Well, I I, I have not slowed down with the ranting. I just don't do it into the microphone anymore. Right, right. But now you've got a now you've got the microphone. Yeah, I, I've always had the microphone. In fact, I'm I'm actually building something new. That, uh, that that's going to be the 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 tech news side of it. I'm I'm not sure I'm ready to announce it, even though I appear to just have done so. That's okay. Um, we'll put it in the same filing uh, category yeah, you'll, you'll as the fix uh, it in post. Uh, I was going to say we'll we'll put we'll it in the same up. file folder as the rare encounter in maps with Matt crossover episode about flat Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has, has that, that been announced too? <laughs> It's in pre-production. Yeah. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, pre-production. <laughs> no, it was in pre-production. It was the pre-production before the show they actually recorded. This is true. This is very true. Uh, before mm-hmm. we get any further, we should hit up this tarot card because we drew mm-hmm, another mm-hmm. cool one for tonight. It's the Ace of Swords. And this Ooh. card, I know, right? I, we had the t- uh, King of Swords last week. Lot of lot of blades here in the green room tonight, so careful where you're sitting. Don't want you to cut yourself or nothing. And no, none of this number bullshit. We're getting the what are they called? The avatars or not the avatars? Dumb. God, they, James Cameron fucking ruined the word avatar. <laughs> um, anyway, please continue, Mister Blueberry. Uh, this card shows great brain potential and intellectual ability, somewhat similar to the Ten of Wands, the Ten Day Baton Tarot. Uh, after the end of an instinctive and creative cycle, it is time for wisdom to act. This card can mean victory by cleverness, intelligence, determination, profundity, or the beginning of a potential situation on two sides, like a sword. It also may refer to the ability to take a position or make a decision. It implies the use of great power or sometimes even too much power to advance goals, but the way in which these powers will be used and the nature of your goals are still unclear. Uh, mm. Many energies are often invested to achieve any um, ambition, and therefore there are few obstacles against the ace's determination without being crushed. Crushed, excuse me. The power of ace of swords includes heart, spirit, and unbeatable will. However, depending on the wearer, to exploit this potential and use it properly for their purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a real hot card. It's a sword, like extended into the sky. And it's got a crown on it, and it's got clouds and glory, and, and it's used sometimes as a snake wrapped around it. It's kind of Saturnian, but um, it's it's a total destructive card. There was another card we had the other day that was, I forget what exactly it was, but it was the opposite of this where it was a, a creative force, but th- through like compassion, 
and kindness. And this sword is, is like d- creation and dominance through like, fuck you, double-edged sword. <laughs> I'm the king, bitch. Like, that's that's what this card is. Um, yeah, it's a pretty, I, pretty powerful little card. I have to admit, I, I might lose some geek cred for this, but I don't understand the tarot thing at all. But I do know, I, like, I heard you say the word profanity, and I'm just nodding along going, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I add swear words to make it somewhat more palatable because it's just... It's it's fun. We we like to talk about this stuff. It's not for everybody. Definitely not for everybody. Yeah, it's more so just kind of capturing memes in in the ether. Hey, I I'm not going to dock it. If it means something to you, then you you've clearly got some deeper understanding than I do. Yeah. That's what we're it's hoping fun. to get for or uh, hoping to get to uh, cuz I've made this a tradition for the past uh well, starting in 2019, I started drawing tarot cards before every show that I did. Um, while doing the uh, theatrical productions, so it's it's more so just a way to refamiliarize myself with the cards, and I don't know. It's it, it, I find that there's sometimes that there's some like neat little synchronicities and um, that that come along with the show. I, I'd have to go back through the notes to pick out specific ones. Yeah, whether we want to or not, it kind of sets the tone. And, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and it, it's it's fun. It, and a lot of people believe in it more, much more than I do. People really will set. Well, in know. that case, fuck yeah, let's do this shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. And uh, I guess my last sort of um, impression is it's just another retelling of the hero's journey in, in a sense. Um, and if you're curious about that, I can actually I can dig up a video that's uh, pretty good at breaking that down. I can. Uh, hero's the, journey? The hero's journey? Uh, tying the hero's journey to the tarot. Ah. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll have our Joseph Campbell episode eventually. <laughs> I don't think I'm quite drunk enough to to listen to that video live right now. No, oh, it's not. it's it's long. It's long. Um, but if you want to check out that card that we're talking about, you can go to zosascorner.substack.com. Z o s o s corner.substack. Uh, you can subscribe there if you want to. It's where our show notes are placed. Um, they feature all the links, uh, the picture of the tarot card, some artwork for tonight's episode, which uh, I should go ahead, go ahead and shout out Cold Acid for coming in clutch. I'm sitting here like a fucking asshole trying to Photoshop all of this Commodore text onto a blue and light blue screen, and I ask Cold Acid, hey, does this syntax look right? And he's like, hold on. You wouldn't ever put a space <laughs> in between this comma and the number. And uh, he, he would know. Yeah, well, lo and behold, he fucking went and created a program called Behind the Schemes with Sir Bimrose. <laughs> I was like, damn, son. Yeah, uh, spe- speaking of doxing people, how, how many people are old enough to have owned a Commodore? I mean, raise your hand, because I'm not going to admit. Uh, my uh, Mama Berry actually owned one, so I uh, got to play on oh, that. So, for- so I'm no older than your mom. I feel much better now. <laughs> If it's any consolation, nobody in my family ever had a Commodore, so there you go. Oh, shout out to Mama Barry. I see that she's in the green room right now. Yes, she likes to hang out with us. Been here since day one. N- day nice one. to meet you, Mama Barry. Yeah. Uh, and if you would like to hang out with Mama Barry or any of uh, the other Freaks of Hazards that hang around these parts, you can go to behindtheschemes.com slash green room or click on the green room tab and uh, there's a little kiwi chat you can hop on in hang out during the shows which we do every monday night 7 30 bereft coast 9 30 chemtrail 10 30 beast coast did i get it right 
That's right. Oh, That's shit, right. yeah. Also, shout out to Cheesy Biscuit out in the chat. Cheesy Biscuit, who may or may not, I don't want to dox her, but she may or may not be Mama Lavish. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now I feel left out if my mom's not in the chat room. My mom's in a better place. She's in the chat. Uh, my, my mother, my mother's actually, she's in a better place now, which is to say she moved to Hawaii a few years ago. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I was going to say, I thought I remembered you <laughs> saying right. something. I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for the reminder, Cheesy Biscuit. Yeah, uh, she's on Oahu, right? Oh, I wait. I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna talk. Uh, oh. Mama Bam Rose, never mind. No, nah, she's she's on the Big Island. Oh, and, nice. Uh, and she, I, I, I've got a standing invite at this point. She's like, if you guys just want to come out here, I really like you know because they they basically when when we've been locking down. For what, 18 months, we've been locking down our cities and saying you can't go to bars and stuff. Hawaii, they managed to lock down the whole island. They're like, no tourism. And all you people whose lives depend on the constant flow of tourists coming in and spending money. Yeah, well, I screw you. And so um, <laughs> they're, they're, having, they're having a rough time in paradise right now. And, and, you know, I know she's not listening, but shout out there. It's like the, the whole economy of Hawaii kind of shut down when they said, Oh, sorry, we're not going to allow anybody to be tourists anymore. What? Yeah. yeah the I big just Island, seen, especially probably got hit really hard. I just seen somebody got arrested for faking a uh, vaccination card, trying to fly to Hawaii. I was like, Holy oh, fuck. That's not a good, you can take the test. You don't have to get vaccinated to flag to Hawaii right now. This is something yeah. I'm, I might want to touch on a little later, but legend has it in Minecraft. Is it morally, gray to fake a negative test it's not a good idea in minecraft um i have not <laughs> i i have not faked too many negative tests but i did fake a positive test in minecraft once and uh the creepers came out of nowhere <laughs> they do that that's where they come from Unclean, unclean. One of us. Unclean. Uh, take the fucking test, people. Come on. We do have a fat yeah. sack. Take, of take the test. Roll the dice. And on a nat one, you've got COVID anyway. Don't lie to the TSA. Just don't do it. You're not gonna. It's not gonna be a good thing for you. Uh, you know, legend has it in Minecraft. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can get certain things through. I'm not saying you got to be a Boy Scout when it comes to the airport, but faking docks, you better fucking get it right. Hey, man, if I can fly with my five-and-a-half-inch bladed knife, I'm, I'm <laughs> fairly certain that legend has it in Minecraft. I could happen across a negative test that I you just know, keep reusing. <laughs> one time when I visited Seattle in Minecraft, I, in Minecraft, bought weed and brought it back. Just, they don't care. Nobody cares that, in Minecraft. That actually takes a lot of self-control in, in Minecraft to uh, not just smoke it all there. Well, I'd try to smoke it all there. There's so much there in Minecraft. In Minecraft, oh, well, it, Seattle, there's sound, a This sounds like a me. personal failure. You sound like you're admitting to being a total <laughs> pussy. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy Does that mean I have to pack a bungalow right now to, to and... and uh, no, no, I won't do that. I, uh, do I that. mean, if you want to be Fletcher. I, no, oh, no, no, no. I saved that I for a second there. half. 
Yes. Wait, oh. This is true. Uh, before, uh, I do want we got to freaks. I do we got lots of freaks do, out there. We do have a ton of. We got a fat sack of freaks of hazards. Fat sack of freaks. Yeah, this is this is really great. There are a lot of producers that came through for this show. Really, thank thank you so much, everybody. It's phenomenal. I'm a, I'm a little floored, truth be told. Uh, I'm. It just it kind of shows me that last week it seemed like it was really enjoyable. It was a lot of fun for me to pull together. It was a lot of fun to talk to Lavish about it. And uh, it's just, it's most excellent, my people. Yeah, and, and we're we're getting good. We're gonna get new gear and shit. I mean, fuck, it's it's on, baby. It's on, baby. But uh, anyway, thank oh, you so much. Oh, there, there, there's nothing quite that 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 triggers that podcast or orgasm quite as much as the new gear. Oh yeah, no. we're we're looking at some shit. Yeah, um, it's happening. Well, Don't get shit. Get like good gear. Oh, I'm, no, I'm we, playing oh, yeah. on it. No. Uh, let's no let's let's hit this list real quick. Se came in with a, a ten dollar donation through PayPal, and he had a comment: "Most excellent witchy episode." Uh, returning yeah. returning freak of hazard CB came in. With well, thank you, Se. Thank you, Se. Okay. And if you have another moniker and you want to shoot that my way, and then we can figure out how to maintain that uh, anonymity uh, through a username or whatever. And this goes for anybody. Uh, you can be anonymous. You can just just email me. Let me know what you want to be read in as, and we'll mm-hmm. make sure we get you covered. Uh, but CB came in with twenty six sixty six, two six six six. Holy fuck! Sir Scandinavian blew the gate down with a fifty dollars. Oh, yeah. Ooh, you know I've Sir always been a fan of Sir Scandinavian. Oh yeah, we've uh, we've had many conversations in the back channels about Grimerica and shit. It's uh, um, it's it's cool to to have someone that's so into it talk about yeah. that shit. And he he left us a nice uh, screen mail uh, last week, I believe. Yes, uh, this is last true. week or the week before. So thank you, Sir Scandinavian. Uh, uh, I'm 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 not gonna hide my fun hole any longer because Fletcher's here with five fifty five. That's right. He's filling our fun holes with his monthly donation. Thank you. Thank you, Sir Fletcher. Of the Hog Story stream, uh, which you can find, hashtag Hog Story, uh, with Carolyn Blaney, the lovely Carolyn Blaney. Uh, They're live. And and now that I think about it, uh, the Hogs actually sent me a little clip to play. Some people are cool, you know, and some people are assholes. Pretty much sums it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I figure you had to have a cool guest on last time, so this time around, here I am. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're all assholes. Uh, who is not an, uh, an asshole is Tajunta came in with ten dollars through PayPal as well as well, and that was right before the show. So, very much appreciate that one. Yeah, um, Tajunta, Junta. And then, uh, like I uh, said earlier, Cold Acid with the show art, helping me get that sussed out. Um, and then Turbo Faggot came in with some clips and an end-of-show mix, which we'll throw in at the, um, at the end of tonight's production. Uh, mm. But this is... Thanks, a, Turbo. This is a clip from Terry Davis in honor of the anniversary of his passing. I like elephants, and God likes elephants. Here's a uh, a realistic elephant. It's done with interpolation 
with vectors. It, sometimes it works. It's kind of uh, limited. Anyway, uh, so if you don't want to go for realism, you can go for better than realism. What do you mean better than realism? How about an elephant with blue eyes? Yeah, I got to admit, um, I, I haven't spent much time in Africa, so I'm no expert here. But that didn't sound like any elephant I've ever heard. Well, you should go watch the video. Are you familiar with Temple OS? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of what it is. It's this crazy operating system that's, uh, <laughs> what did Turbo say? No, no, the, trust me, in my career, I've had my fill of crazy operating systems. Uh, he described it as the uh, having just passed the anniversary of losing America's greatest schizophrenic, Terry Davis. Um, he attached his better than realistic elephant bit. Um, and I think I think the idea behind Tipple OS was he was looking for a way to communicate with God through his software. Uh, so, is, is there an API for that? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not even sure what an API does. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're, a lot of programmers are, are in the same boat. Oh, okay. I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> I also don't know what that is, so huzzah. Uh, go ask Cold Acid, he'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get more screenshots. from. I know Terry Davis is. He's the guy who made those really weird games. He, he made like his own uh, programming language, right? Didn't he, wasn't he kind of a kook, a religious kook, kooky guy? Uh, yeah, that was kind of the impression that I got. Uh, that's the, the actually, now that I think about it, um, Turbo sent in uh, some show art as well, which I'm, I'm feeling like we'll use it for next week. Um, so that'll be posted. It's real. I, I really like it. <laughs> I'm excited for everybody to see it. Uh, so we'll have that posted in our show notes and uh, show art for next week. If you want to become a Freak of Hazard producer of the show, you can go to loveislit.com. I believe uh, what Minas and I did worked, and it's back up and running. Mm, um, we fully transitioned. Yes, we are We are 100% transitioned. And if you would like to support the show, just head over to our website. Uh, there's a donate button. You can... Um, it's time, treasure, talent. So uh, whether it's a financial contribution or if you have a clip uh, or art, just like we've been talking about, all of those help perpetrate this madness. And I just want, because I'm, I'm so ecstatic, I'm going to take a shot of moonshine here and honor uh, everybody that came out tonight. There it is. Down the hatch. Oh, that was a big shot. Oh, I'll keep you warm at night. <laughs> Straight out the bottle. Ah, out of Do point. a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. We told you who was behind the schemes, but you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it on the show. 612-263-SXY. 612-263-SXY. That's 612-263-7999. I totally cut you off there. Fuck you. Me, who? Me? You yes. cut me off? I'm going to play the buttons. 
I just, I know, hey, you took a shot of liquor and you hit the button. What am I going to do? God God bless you, man. You, you I don't know. I'm, I'm a little self-conscious as your corporate whore now. Oh, well. Oh, no. You No, no, no. This is a value-value system. We operate on the value-value system here on the No Agenda. Uh, what is it? The No Agenda Nate? I don't know what the hell you, words you're coming up with. It's No Agenda Stream Community. And Sir Bemrose happens to be the curator of the stream. You could call it that. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't call it that, but I'll call it uh, that. I, the phrase I usually use is stream monkey. Yeah. I, I pull levers whenever people update their podcasts. So we'll stick with curator of the No Agenda stream. Okay. That's good. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and as such, you are a major proponent of the value for value model. And uh, every this show that I've ever heard you do has the value for value model. And uh, we promote it here. There aren't a lot of corporate horror shows on the No Agenda stream, if any at all. I think, um, you know, Horowitz will do an occasional commercial or something. That's about as far as it goes. Uh, actually, I, I, I don't know if many people mention, and I certainly wasn't going to go out of my way and be like, hey, John, guess what? But uh, when Horowitz did commercial, he did uh, about uh, 10 weeks where he did a bunch of ads in DH Unplugged. Mm -hmm. They got I pulled recall. from the stream. Oh, really? Did they? Yeah, they didn't play on the stream during that time. Oh, well, I mean, there you I go. listened to the show, so I already knew. But I would, I was, you know, and then when they moved on, didn't have ads anymore. I'm like, okay, we'll put it back now. Nice. Well, was it your decision or was it someone else's decision? Um, I I, I probably shouldn't mention this, lest you know people try to find out where I live. But uh, for the most part, every decision about what show plays and what show doesn't play is my decision. Right. That's what Actually, I you know what? I'm I'm not gonna I'm not going to admit to all of the shows. There are some that uh, I'm I'm totally going to just blame on someone else. Like for example, um, I'm not really in a position to pull no agenda out, even if they started taking ads. Sure, I mean the Adam is probably the ultimate authority, and what he says goes. But he doesn't probably pay much attention. Yeah, and if he does, he, he maybe he will. Like listen to uh, if there's a new show, listen to it once maybe, or listen to a blurb of it and go okay. So great. on on the on the stream side of things, um, you know, Adam, when when Adam says something, it pretty much goes. It becomes law, which is fine. He I mean, he's the guy paying the bills. You get that. Uh, and then uh, Void Zero is the one who set up the stream. He's the one who still maintains the hardware. And uh, I, I I there's no way I could do what I do without him. But uh, he decided that he was going to get on with his life and go you know, raise a family and become a human and yeah. everything. Yeah. And when he did that, uh, he didn't have time to do it, all of it. So he kind of trained me. He's like, here, here's how I do the stream. And it involved uh, like going into the console, like go to the RSS feed of each show on the stream, which there were only 10 or so uh, at the beginning. And he's like, go to the RSS feed. Now right click on the download link. Now go over here and type wget and 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 then... Uh, you need to make up the name for it. And I'm like, all of this needs to be automated. And so I wrote a ton of scripts, of course, PowerShell, not that that means much. Uh, and now I run one command on my system over here, which actually goes out to Podcast Index and checks the latest episode for all of, I think now we check 44 shows for the stream. They don't all nice. go in, but we... Uh, and it checks for the latest episode. It builds the the file name. It builds the, you know, we, we do a, a custom format so that all the shows kind of look about the same uh, when, when Doug announces them because, of course, Doug is my mouthpiece. And mm -hmm. 
and then I go and grab and I get a giant wall of text, which I go and paste into the other console on a remote server somewhere off in France or somewhere, and it churns through ch and, and ends up building the stream playlist. And uh, when I started, uh, I only did it during the No Agenda show because I had to do it when the stream was disconnected because it took 45 minutes a show. And now it takes 10, so I've saved mm -hmm. myself a lot of time that I can now go and spend in Minecraft. Perfect. Yes. This is the ideal. This is what we're all working towards, really. That's, that, that is, in fact, the ideal. When you're a programmer, the, your entire life is, I need to find ways to spend my time so that I can waste my time somewhere else. Right, right. Simplify this, less work, more Minecraft. Always more Minecraft. Actually, I've never played Minecraft before, so I shouldn't I shouldn't speak any further on it. Well, we'll just say Why video not? games, you know. Hey, Hell yeah. <laughs> less work, more video games. Hey, nobody here is going to judge you. Oh, <laughs> well, not unless you ask nicely. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to pass on that and instead pimp our screen mail number. Six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. You can call that number scream for us. You can ask a question, I suppose. That's right. If you have a question for Sir Ryan Bemrose, you can call us at six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. Because and you have to scream the question. That's right. <laughs> You heard the man, and uh, so it is. I, I, you know, I see this one, and I'm not sure if we played it or not. So I'm just going to go ahead and hit it. How much fun could a fun hold hold with fun hold could hold fun? All of the fun, quite a bit. It, it would be quite a large. See, I wasn't going to go above about eighty percent of the fun. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. I think there's there's a lot of fun left in reserve that that you're not just you're just not getting with that fun hole. You know, whenever sheer volume. Whenever I encounter a fun hole, it's it's pretty much all fun or no fun. You know, what's the point of having like half? It's like, oh, that was halfway fun. That roller coaster was halfway fun. You know, or even eighty percent like, fun. You got you got to squeeze it up to like ninety one percent fulfilled. So you're not you're not like the. I mean, there's there's a couple like there's the vagina is half full or the vagina is half empty kind of person. You're not one of those. Uh, it's never been half anything. It's always been. Whole you know, hog. <laughs> whole hog or no hog? Are you in or are you out? <laughs> are you in? Are you out? We, we stepped you... into this conversation right as my wife walked into the room, and she's currently judging Lisa, me. Lisa, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Hi. Lisa. Dame Bemrose. Now, your account, right, of the no, uh, of the NA, uh, innation, as uh, Gwith, the King of Kent, likes to state. Are you, you, to me? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, I think so. That's so cool. I want to be Count Booberry someday. Uh, all it takes is, is a lot of donations. M money. Yeah, it takes money. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I'm, I'm being usurped a moment. No, I'm not usurping anything. Damn B. Should we play a scream mail for Dame Bemrose? Sure, oh, why not? Hell yeah. Here we go. I'm going to go have a soccer <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like that fun hole getting filled up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ain't no 50% nothing there. <laughs> yeah. That's 110%. That's 100 stacks. <laughs> Hoo -ah. 100 stacks of screams, y'all. Yeah. Nice scream color. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh shit. Well, uh, Lisa. I, I guess lavish. Should we go ahead and do this thing Lisa. that we started doing? What? Uh, do the what? Huh? Should, what? should we? Should we roll some die? Oh, okay. Some stories. Okay. Let me get my uh thing. You should have at least one d twenty, four d four, and a couple of d six. I have. I should really post my thing. I've got this redwood box filled with an assortment of dies. So I'm going to find my 20 here. I and whenever you're ready. I can maybe fill those name uh, those numbers, Dame Bemrose, but I'd have to go digging through the uh, altar on top of my desk, and all I have is the one set on hand. Yeah, I'd have to go downstairs to get mine, but at least I've got a couple of glow-in-the-dark if you need. Hey, mine ah, are glow-in-the-dark. Mine are also glow-in-the-dark. Come on. If your dice don't glow-in-the-dark, <laughs> come on. What are you, a, a plebe? <laughs> If you're still child. in the dark, you haven't been gaming in Chernobyl long enough. That's right. Well, shit, since uh, Dame Bemrose is here, should we ask her who would, uh, what the rules for this role should be? Yeah, sure. If she, yeah, if she wants. So essentially, we're just rolling to see who will go first with their stories for uh, tonight's episode. And you actually need to roll something, right? Yes. And I, mm-hmm. I have, we have full comp, uh, a full complement of die. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to grab two D20. I only have one D20. I only have one of everything. I only have one. Okay, take all the dice that you have. Noob. (laughs) Oh, God. No, take one of each die. All right. Put them in your hand. Okay. Roll them. Whichever one, when you add them up, comes up odd, that starts. All right, mine adds up to 53. There you go. You start. Wait, what? <laughs> what, are you, what are you add up to? You uh, snooze, you lose. I'm not the math man of the mini-ocalypse, god damn it. Just do, just do a rough count. 10, 14, 20, 22, 20, 22, 22. 22. Damn, so I got spanked. <laughs> Oh, come uh, on. Yeah, the, the official word from Dame B at that moment. Yep, he loses. <laughs> yeah. I, gotta, I don't know. Who's got the... We might have different... I don't know what the hell's going on. So anyway, I got odds. And I'll go, I guess. Sure. If you want All to. All right. Or, well, it's my decision. So I went first last time. So I'm going to have you go first this time. All righty. Sir Memrez, are you familiar with a company called Live Nation? Uh, I'm going to go with no for the purpose of making you explain what they are. Live Nation is a multimedia mega conglomerate the size of Walmart. Uh, of, uh, of It's essentially like an umbrella firm with a lot of chain stores, if you want to call them that. It's more like chain managers and whatnot. It's a, it's a company that will handle the production elements for a touring production, so that includes all of your lighting, all of your audio, the staging, the rigging, anything that's on stage and is a part of the show, they cover that. They also cover, well, they used to cover traveling, but we'll get to that later. Um, They cover the promotion. They merged with Ticketmaster way back in 2009, and uh, they also provide management services for I gotta stop you a moment. I love how you just went, and... 
Because I get called out for the way I say that all the time. Uh, anyway, go. I'm sorry. You say it like this. Can I? Can I do the? Can I do a surrender? You say it like, uh, and, and you say I don't know. We all say <laughs> shit a stupid way. Also, fuck everyone. <clears throat> but uh, they they offer uh, they offer management services to a fuck ton of artists and have a stake in many of venues. Uh, so I'm not sure if you were aware, but they came out and decided uh, they would release a mandate where permitted by law that on October 4th, they were going to make man. And this is what my notes say. They were going to make mandatory cones of ice creams uh, that uh, patrons must show up with to attend a concert. Um, and by cones of ice cream, I, I mean, oh, I think I, I think I get it. Vaccines. Cause wouldn't it be funny if you had to show up to like all sorts of places with a cone of ice cream? <laughs> This this only does this only apply to concerts in Minecraft? Uh, unfortunately, these are concerts that uh, appear uh, to be happening in the real world, and mm-hmm. I got to I got a little curious. I was like, I wonder how many artists Live Nation actually manages, and I uh, not a lot more than they're going to if they institute this policy. Is my prediction? Well. Fuck. I mean, I'd, I one of the articles that are in the show notes for tonight. They and this was 2017. They listed over 500, but I'm I'm looking at their um, popular artists. Uh, I just dropped the link in the show notes, or excuse me, the uh, link in the chat room. But these lists go on. There has to be well over 500. Uh, it includes the likes of uh, Three Doors Down, Al- Alanis Morissette, Alice Cooper, Blackberry Smoke, Coheed and Cambria. This is like a who's who of corporate sellouts. The Foo Fighters, yeah. The Offspring, Foo Fighters, Santana. Oh no, my Santana. Beach Boys, Doobie Brothers, Offspring, Train, fucking Train, <laughs> Train, <laughs> fucking uh, Train, <clears throat> Primus, uh, James Taylor. There's a lot of yeah, King Crimson. I just saw them. I just I actually just attended a fucking Live Nation event. Ugh, I'm a part of the problem, but that's, I mean, these guys got, are huge. Yeah, I mean, you got like Eagles, Doobie Brothers. Uh, there, there's also a who the, there's not just a who's who. It's there's also a who the hell were these people? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I don't uh, know what a little baby is. <laughs> that's the new. That's the new thing. The little baby. Little little baby. Oh. I, Oh my God! The uh, "Cash Me Outside" chick. Is, it, is that what 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 all the kids are listening to these days? That's the "Cash Me Outside" chick. Actually, you know what? No, because if they're streaming with with this Live Nation outfit, then that's not who all the young people are paying attention to. If they're not streaming on TikTok, then the young people don't know who they are. Well, let's see. Uh, let's find a. Let's find. He, oh, you're actually he, right. I don't see any. He says authoritatively, as if he knows anything about the music industry. <laughs> What what? Uh, so you're not the biggest music guy in the world, but you do like music. You listen to music, right, Sir, Sir I I have a very extensive collection of music from about 1995 through 2003. Right, which I think I've heard you mention before. Yeah. Why this period? Uh, it it, it covers my my high school and my college. Now I'm dating myself, and uh, a few years afterward, when I was still really into music, and suddenly had a ton of money to buy albums. Until I finally started realizing that, like, the, the, well, that listening to the radio was crap. And uh, I was, mm-hmm. I, you know, listening to albums. And then, I'm like, 
I've got enough music. I've got a lot of music I like. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've got my, like, like every Napster-era college student had, I've got my 30 gigabytes of, of music on there, which is uh, all encoded in, in such a low bit rate that what it really means is I have about a week and a half worth of audio straight I could listen to. I didn't need a lot more. Hmm. Well, I want you to hold on to that Napster thought. You're going to need that. Um, okay. Let me, uh, I want to hit you with uh, just sort of a bare bones coverage of this b- particular story uh, with Live Nation mandating the vaccinations or a negative test. Um, there's another promoter, AEG. It's the same idea, except they cover a lot more festivals. Um, but both of these are just mega conglomerates that have a hand in just uh, venue after venue and artist after artist. It These lists do not stop. Um, I mean, I have clips I'm not going to play, but uh, you have people commenting on the fact that you can't go out on the road without encountering these stupid fuckers. And uh, I was actually talking to Malachi on the phone earlier today, and um, <laughs> I mentioned we were doing some Live Nation news. He was like, oh, yeah, the Walmart of touring. <laughs> Great. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think you – oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, I was going to play this clip, but uh, what you got? Oh, I was just going to – I think you also just nailed the other reason why I kind of fell out of that, which was somewhere around – oh to 07 um i started getting into a lot of alt media it, it was when i got into podcasts i got it and then you know no agenda started around then and uh i started really you know my my podcast listening went up my music listening went down because there's only so many hours in the day and and some of y'all make really really long shows <laughs> and um not uh, us so but yeah that, i know what you're talking about that had an effect, and then uh, somewhere along the line, I started realizing that uh, the the indie stuff, like the you know w- early early YouTube, uh, like uh, early podcasting, uh, current podcasting, if you find the right place, was so much more authentic than than the mass produced music. Which it, let, let's face it, after you listen to music for about a decade, every single one that hits the top forty is. Uh, uh, you know, a few different notes and a slightly different voice, uh, but for the most part is a carbon copy of whatever made the top 40 a year ago. Mm-hmm. Because it's produced by the same people. And yeah. I, I, you you listened to the episode we had with Charlie from Aftermath, and I think I think, I think you got a whiff of that episode that we did. Where I, we talked I did. About I did. I, the, I, against my will, I learned something. <laughs> the well, person but the, that I would recommend is to listen to Lavish on the Behind the Schemes podcast. Yeah, I never yeah, expected yeah. this from that podcast, but I learned something listening to it. <laughs> that's right. We're I gonna, can never play that guy again. He's a fucking shill. <laughs> that does take out quite a tremendous amount of my uh, ISO, so I'm not sure if I'd be able to uh, fulfill that uh, that request. But <laughs> No, that's going on the book. When we write a book, that's going to be on the front of it. Um, the 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 music industry though yeah is at that level is is completely homogenized and, and there are so few people that kind of run it and they just they run people through I always compare it to like wrestling like WWE WWF like the the wrestlers it's all a show they they bring them in they got a look they give them a storyline they give them a, a knit a niche and it's a hell of entertaining show for a, yeah. a season. And then you real, and then you watch another season. You're still entertained, but you're like, 
a little nagging voice in the back of your head like that was actually the same plot as last season and then the third mm-hmm. one starts and they're just like the the names are different and the characters have different faces but they're filling out the same plot points and you're like wait i've seen this one before yep yep the walmart of uh music as, as spooky r said let me let me uh, hit you guys with this uh, this cl- uh, it, the reason I want to play it is I I mean they pretty much come out and say it right to your face on uh, what the vaccines are now this morning a story you've been talking about all weekend take a look Live Nation Entertainment one of the largest concert and ticketing companies in the country will now require employees and fans to get a COVID vaccine that means if you're headed to one of their shows you'll need a vaccine card or show that you've tested negative for the virus. Rolling Stone magazine first reported this on Friday. Previously, event performers could decide if vaccines or negative tests would be mandatory at their show, but the company is now making that decision for them. New rules start October 4th. According to NBC, Live Nation CEO Michael Rapinoe says they made the move to encourage more people to get the shot. The announcement came just one day after its competitor, AEG, made the same decision. Locally, venues like First Ave and employers like Alina Health, Cub Foods, Target also requiring vaccines. So Sunrisers, what do you think about venues and concert companies requiring vaccines to see a show? Text us, 763-797-7215 and let us know. You know, the vaccine rates have kind of become stagnant. It seems mm-hmm. like the only thing driving them upwards are like big concerts right. like this and ma- making it mandatory to get a vaccine. If you want to get back to normal, right? Yeah. So you're going to have to get a vaccine. Like Taking charge. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> I, I, I love how you included their phone number in there. Are you expecting listeners to this show to to go, like, spam their number or something? I think, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not know. recommending people do that, but how hilarious would it be? We would, would never endorse that behavior, even though it would be awesome and hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't uh, I... I, I I, I heard just a glimmer of this. Didn't uh, one of the like one of the really big bands like, uh, well, I don't know if the Offspring is big now, but didn't they have to throw out one of their their uh, yes. band members? Because I think I heard about that on COVID Weekly. I mean, uh, no agenda. They mentioned it. We mentioned it. Uh, yeah, the the this offering the Offspring drummer. Yeah, he's, uh, got he's kicked out. He's had issues yeah. with Ghislaine Barr's syndrome before in the past, and since he was already. Uh, previously infected with COVID, his doctor I, didn't see any reason for him to get double vaxxed on top of it. I, I'm, I'm on this guy's side, and I. Yeah. It, uh, first of all, if if the band is okay with this, then they were done. And if the other band members are not okay with this, then they need to ditch their current contract and go indie, and, and get you know do real music again. Yeah, it's too big to fail. I, I mean, I was pirating the Offspring back when they were good, like uh, Ixnay on the Ombre, you know, what nineteen ninety seven. But what the mm-hmm. hell have they done since? I honestly don't know. They've dropped uh, payday records, is what they've done. They got big houses. They got they got mortgages. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's important. One of them went and got a master's. But it's degree. hardly counterculture. Well, that's <laughs> what happens. You know, you get too big for your britches, I suppose, when you sell out like that in the music industry. Well, I can go ahead and verifiably say that from the interactions that I've been watching on the feedbacks with the rowing, uh, the roadie personnel and the, the, the feedback groups, a lot of shows are going out and they have a fully vaccinated production. One person tests positive and the whole thing has to get, uh, the, the couple following days have to get canceled. Yeah. Um, what? 
Would I be going out on a limb to say that's fucking retarded? Well, that's not just with this; it's with sports too. Uh, all uh, non-major sports, like for example, fucking uh, ma- basketball over here, the Gales, St. Mary's Gales. One guy tested positive, was asymptomatic, and it basically screwed their whole season. And th- and that has been happening all over. And it happens; people take them on and off. They have to reschedule. They have to move shit around constantly. It's a total nightmare. You, you probably know the answer to this. Is are they still rolling the PCR tests, or are they doing antibody, or what? What? What are they PCR. actually running? So They're still doing PCR, I think. Because PCR isn't even a test. The CDC it, it determines that you have a virus, but it doesn't tell you whether it's no, active. No, it determines that at some point in your life you had a virus. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, boobs. Go for it. The CDC came out and they pulled the emergency use authorization for the PCR test. Uh, and they stated in that that they wanted labs to find another test that could actually tell the difference between coronavirus and the flu. Uh, yeah, good luck. To which I wanted to literally tear down the whole stage that I was hanging out underneath of with my two bare hands <laughs> in, in yeah, that, frustration. That, yeah, that, that's what fire is for uh, in Minecraft. <laughs> Legend that's has right. it. <laughs> Big fire blocks, fire cubes. Uh, but I actually found a fairly interesting resource, and uh, this is definitely something I'm going to be coming back to because it looks like it's getting updated daily or every other day. But it, this is a website that's actually tracking the cancellation cancellations of shows, of concerts. Um, I know Corn; they haven't updated on here yet, but Corn is a is a band that's had to c- cancel a couple shows. Uh, widespread. Panic, the front man tested positive, so they had to cancel a couple of dates in Austin. Uh, Dave Matthews has announced updated COVID-19 testing and vaccination protocols for upcoming tour dates. Uh, well, nobody's going to go see him anyway, so who cares? Uh, Blackberry Smoke has canceled several recent shows after a band member contracted COVID. Um, Cases. Yeah. And it's, it's, well, it's, I, it goes on and on and on, so I, I won't sit here and, and waste everybody's time. Um, Stevie well, Nicks I, canceled her tour totally. Stevie, I, I, I'm I'm gonna go back to my point. Uh, yeah, you you use the phrase "too big to fail," and I'm gonna go to my point, which is that uh, this is a a legacy company, and uh, they're not too big to fail. In fact, they are big enough that they inevitably have to. And 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 pulling crap like this and making yourself unpopular with uh, a large portion of your audience unpopular with your bands they're breaking up bands they are screwing over band members um mm. th- th- there's where is the upside if if we were still uh, a capitalist society where people only got entered contracts that were mutually beneficial nobody would ever enter a contract with this and and if i if i were to uh reinforce my point a little bit um, the artist sitemap link that you posted earlier, um, well, while you were talking, I went through, what, what would you say? There's probably uh, 100 names on that list or so. Um, I know about 60% of the names on that. And that would not be unusual if I were lavish or somebody who paid attention to music. But I just got through admitting that it has been almost 15 years since I gave a crap about music. And I know 60% of these artists. 
So where is the new music? Where is the good stuff? Where is the stuff that's current? Where's these people don't have it. They are clinging to a dead business model that needs to continue dying. And they're going out of their way to try to shoot themselves in the foot and hang on to the, the boomers that they've got in their, in their venues. Uh, You know, uh, green day. Uh, Those people are older than me. Uh, (laughs) Harry Connick, is he still alive? I, Anyway, I'm, King I'm just Crimson's looking at been this around since 1964. Uh, rumors of F- Fleetwood Mac, so the remnants of Fleetwood Mac. Uh, yeah, the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, and but the thing you have to remember about the Live Nation situation is that these are the biggest of the biggest, right? These are the biggest cash cows in the industry. These are the guys that are going to sell. I, I'm out just the big saying venues. those cows are pretty damn long in the horn right now, and. Um, you make an astute observation, a correct observation, which is that the new music sucks, and, and <laughs> the only music that's worth fucking paying money for is to see some old bastards who crush, and that's all that we got. That's that's what that's what it is. I just want to point out that I also saw Dan Aykroyd in this list, so they're including what? Oh, oh. yeah, oh, uh, they're including comedians. So it's 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 anything entertainment related. Dan Aykroyd is pretty uh, into a. a uh, conspiracy stuff, aliens and shit. Uh, so I don't. I, I have seen I have seen modern comedians, and Aykroyd was top of his game and the funniest thing on the planet in 1976. <laughs> <laughs> hey, his Crystal Skull vodka is pretty good. It's uh, it's distilled with Herkimer it, diamonds. It's, <laughs> it's effing. <laughs> yeah, and it comes in a skull. I mean, how how great is that? Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's effing vodka. It's. <laughs> It's, oh, it's, it's oh, oh, I see. It's steamy vodka. <laughs> it's, 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 well, the, it's like the, I, the back of the car and the in the ship in Titanic I'm gonna give vodka. You, I, I'm going to give you a really quick Sir Bermo's tip. Do you ever you ever had Grey Goose vodka? It's like top shelf, like pretty good oh, stuff. Oh, sure. That's the, that's the good stuff, they say. It is the good stuff, they say. You know what else the exact same distillery makes on exactly the same equipment with the exact same ingredients? Kirkland. Is Costco's bottom shelf bulk vodka? Yeah, oh the yeah, Costco brand, Kirkland, Kirkland. brand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, great goose stuff. with with a different label. That's Absolutely. just a quick tip. <laughs> that's that's one of the most pro vodka tips out there. Uh, go go to Costco, get the Kirkland. You know, in the state of California, there's one thing California gets right: you don't have to have a Costco card to buy alcohol at Costco. Oh really? Oh my god! That's right. That if is the first in, reason I've ever had to want to be in California. I know that's that's the only thing I can think of. Maybe a couple other things, the weather, the rivers, but the Costco. Yeah, if you, as long as you don't buy anything else, just just alcohol. Which hey, why not? And that that Kirkland is absolutely top tier, world class Grey Goose vodka brewed from the teat of French maids or whatever, however they make it. And and here's a tip for the people who don't want to blow a whole lot of money on vodka is uh, if you go to your standard grocery store or wherever you get it and you buy the crappiest bottom shelf Monarch or whatever and you take that shit and you run it through a Brita filter about five times, what you end <laughs> up with is middle shelf vodka. Right. Like like the, the Brita, the stuff that pulls, like it pulls Flint, Michigan out of your water is what it does. And uh, you run vodka through it, you end up with better vodka. I like Tito's. That that's usually where I'm at for vodka. Yeah, not usually too expensive vodka. You can get a pretty damn good one for 
13 bucks. Big handle of it, you know. Hmm. Whatever. Doesn't matter. So whiskey. That's, you know, what sucks about whiskey is they make, whiskey's a flawed alcohol. It's a flawed vodka. And, and it costs more because they flawed it because they <laughs> fucked it up. Think That's because that. some, some people with missing teeth seem to like whiskey. They love it. Pre- present company included. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and also me. I like uh, I like moonshine. I just don't like the moonshine that I have for tonight. It it uh, gave me insta sweats. <laughs> Ooh, how exotic! I know. <laughs> how arousing! I don't think this is supposed to do that. Or is it? I, I think you're underestimating your moonshine. Oh, you know, I think I forgot to actually drop in the list of venues that Live Nation covers. Uh, th- this would also include the House of Blues chain um, and so many more. Some of these I've been to, truth be told. I, I didn't go through to count them all, all of the ones that I've worked in, but there are some ones in there, like the Orpheum Theater in Boston. I, I see that's on there. Um so this episode, uh, pulling this material is a little bit of a Debbie Downer because all of these uh, venues and people that I've worked with and my peers all consider me to be unclean for the most part. Oh, my God. Okay, Mike, I'm, I'm now, I have to go be dis- disappointed for a bit. My favorite amphitheater anywhere is on this list, and now I can never go there again. Well, I mean, there, there is the, it, and like like I said at the very beginning, it's a mandate where applicable by law, you know? <laughs> yes, well, here, here on the left coast, the, the law follows. We, oh, this uh, is true. <laughs> yeah, you, you've probably heard, if you've listened to the, the Grumpy Old Ben's show, you've probably heard me rail against the governor of my state of Washington uh, because the guy is a total douche. Can you just um, say it for me one time? His, his, it, his full name. Jay... Fucking Inslee. Um, we are, I am right here under a mask ma- mandate in indoors, all indoor places. We are now required to wear masks again, not because of Jay fucking Inslee, but because of some fucking dipshit that I've never even heard the name of the local health authority here in my county has decided she wanted to get her name in the news and be proactive and be the first county in the state to mandate everybody wear masks indoors again in the summer. Uh, I'm seeing signs pop up for masks at various stores here, but I haven't heard any word from the governor yet. Um, So you're out there in the beautiful wilderness, the beautiful Washington, evergreen, beautiful wilderness. And you have to wear a fucking mask. What do they wear? Well, technically not outdoors. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to extend the douchebaggery farther oh, than okay. it actually goes. They okay, are not mandating inside. it out now. If I go out and walk down the street, then eighty percent of the people that I see walking down the sidewalk are masked. Are still wearing face diapers. Yeah, absolutely. But they're not actually here. required to. Correct. Oh, I just remembered, too, that in that first clip that I played for this segment, uh, they mentioned First Avenue, which is a famous venue here in the Twin Cities. Um, Prince played there a whole fuck ton. Um, I just... Uh, everything. I, I, I the target. sad looking at it through, too. It's They got it all. They got it all. 
I'm sorry, I just looked in the green room. I shouldn't be doing that during the show. Fletcher says, Sir Primrose has a surprisingly clear voice for being behind a mask. Uh, Thank you, Fletcher. I appreciate that. But the reason is because I wear a very large mask and my RE320 is in between the mask and my face. Oh, shit. You're wearing a bubble suit or something? You're wearing like a... Or or something, yes. A gerbil, like a, a glass gerbil... It's actually, it's a force field, and it's made of fuck you. Ah. The the most indestructible force in the world. It is very powerful. You know who <laughs> else said fuck you? Live Nation did, actually. And this is a year old, and I had no idea. I think this first clip is kind of a, a recap on... Live Nation and their business practices, and then we'll get into this mysterious memo that got released. Yeah. Master so live- segue, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm I'm practicing. You know, I'm working towards my 10k in hours. You know, that's why that's every right. episode's got to be four hours plus. <laughs> Getting Gladwell around here. Uh, I, I forget the name of this channel. I, I can dig it out. So Live Nation is the largest um, events and promotion company in North America, probably in the entire well, in the yeah. world. Um, and over the last half many years, um, been getting considerably bigger since 2016. I mean, they have got a big offices in Oxford Street. Have they? Yes. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, huge company. That, and the growth between 2016 to 2020 was far more significant than any years previous to that. Um, and because of the, 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 the thing that's outside that we're not allowed to talk about, because you're not allowed to say it on YouTube, otherwise you get demonetized. So I, Why is that? Is that because it's depressing for everybody? I don't know. Well, but, please don't. It is depressing, so please don't. Yeah, so YouTubers don't say it. Well, I kind of missed the mark there is why they can't actually say the words COVID-19 on YouTube. Uh, but Live Nation is a company that operates out of 40 countries and all 50 states. And... Um, I just, maybe I'm a little bit of a a nihilist, but I just get this feeling that once you hit that mega corporation status, you don't actually give a fuck about the people that work for you. And this next clip breaks down the memo that got secretly released. (laughs) That's not nihilist. That's, That's looking at every corporation ever and going, oh, there's a pattern here. Well, that's, if anything, reality has turned me into a little bit of a nihilist. <laughs> Sounds exhausting. I know. <laughs> Here's a clip too. And then there was a leaked memo, uh, which went to a bunch of sort of small and medium-sized agencies, which laid out um, sort of the 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 what's going to happen moving forward from Live Nation's point of view to any artists and agents moving forward, which was um, they said that they were going to cut 20% off any agreed fee. Um, Even if it's already agreed? It, it, yeah, especially the ones that were already agreed. Um, then uh, I didn't actually have a problem with that one myself. Um, no, because we've all got to make some sacrifices yeah because times yeah. are tough um, yeah. but there was a lot of other things so other things included um taking 30 of the merch um there was the insurance was a big thing for me so instead of live nation taking on the insurance they've just said look insurance is getting out of hand your band is now in control of their own insurance uh if uh, one of the things was if a band has to pull out for any reason then the band has to pay the the, the festival or the event twice oh. as much as the income that they were going to take in. That was a task. 
very bizarre. That's a big one, isn't yeah. it? Plus also, what usually happens with a festival, as, a, as you'll know, is, is should a, an event get cancelled uh, because of um, not enough ticket sales, yeah. usually the band will still get their fee. Whereas in this instance now, they're yeah. only going to get 25% yeah. if, the, if they get cancelled by the festival. Talk about uh, kicking people when they're down. Who the hell would sign on with these douchebags? This bags? is the fucking music industry, man. This is the uh, music industry. This no, is this, what is, they this do. is 60% has been. So it's, uh, we already went through the list. This is the guys that get the good deals. That's what's the sad. That's the saddest mm -hmm. thing about the whole situation. This is actually the top of the top. Imagine how any, fucked you get at the bottom. You know? Is there any, any surprise at all that all of the artists are going to SoundCloud, they're going to Bandcamp, they're going to TikTok, uh, some of the ones who aren't paying attention are going to YouTube. I, I, nobody is... You know why everybody who is... You know, everybody who is signed on with these people are wearing adult diapers at this point is because nobody young is dumb enough to sign this contract. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, see, I think part of the issue, though, is once you try to hit these, because you can play clubs all day long, um, but you're going to be working for the door, and that's always going to be, it, it could be of any amount. I mean, you could make nothing. You could sell out. Um, and yeah, that sounds like podcasting. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't include what the venue is going to, you know, take their cut of because usually that at door cost usually gets split for the most part. Uh, does that sound correct, Lavish? Yeah, it, it. I mean, it gets split and and it's they get scalped in a lot of different ways. I mean, a lot of the smaller bands they don't even really get a cut; they'll get just a straight up fee, which will be nothing compared to what the the intake is, but. When it, when it comes to these professional guys, they're kind of at different tiers as a band. You've you got your kind of small club circuit. You've got your semi-larger, like, doing 200, 300-seaters. And then above that, you've got your 1,000 to 5,000-seaters, um, which are, like, big DJs and kind of popular groups that I could bring up that nobody would know because they're not, they're not famous. Yeah. And but then above that is... Then you get into this Live Nation category of, of these big, big bands. And all of these different tiers have their own fucking operation and the people that, companies, specific companies that control them and that have dominance over that sort of, uh, uh, I don't know what you'd call genre, of, or not genre, but you know what I'm trying to say. Everybody has their piece. Well, the, these Live Nation seem to be definitely, the, like, they are taking the, the people who have made it big with the old business model want to stay that way. And I don't, I don't blame anybody in one of these bands who's like, yeah, we sold, you know, seven platinum records back in 1992 and we still want to stay relevant. So let's keep touring with this. It, that I, That's fine. That's, that's capitalism. I'm glad for it. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm looking at the, like the only rec, the only amphitheater on this list that i recognize is uh the the gorge amphitheater which is one of the only ones in washington and uh i've been there in fact it's one of the first places i ever got high on weed because i was at a uh this this place is it's a natural canyon in that that's about a quarter mile across and they put a stage at one end and it's absolutely majestic and beautiful and uh i've only it was a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert in nice. back when Red Hot Chili Peppers was making good music. 
and um, they hotboxed it. The, the, mm-hmm. A quarter mile across open air amphitheater, they hotboxed it. I, oh I mean, yeah. <laughs> and if that's the size of the venue, if they're only playing the ones that are a quarter mile across and hold uh, forty thousand people, um, that's going away. It, you know, we're we're talking about you were talking about clubs and oh well the you know the people in the club have to pay for yeah I, I I didn't catch most of what you said something about the uh, playing for the door which I I don't know if that means that their music sucks and they're trying to leave or something but um. no it's uh, splitting the actual cost of the ticket at the door so a percentage would go to the club owner and then the band would take x amount of percent it's usually like a three to one ratio. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I was trying to make a point, but I'll just I, I absolutely support the the small venue, the people who are are working to get by, the people who you know this is their day job. Okay, let's let's make it happen. Um, the moment that you get so big that you need a company like this to fill out a forty thousand seat theater, and then uh, y- your your company starts mandating that people end up wearing ice cream cones on their heads during the show, or you're going to get kicked out of the band, then this is not humanity anymore. This is not reality. This is, this is the, the Hollywood lifestyle. And, and I'm very happy for the few people who can get in, but everybody who's trying to get in, just realize that that's not real. That's Mm. you you can't get there. You, I, I, I mean, I'm coming to this from a podcasting perspective where, uh, you know, there's never going to be another Joe Rogan that there, you know, Joe, I, I'm very happy for Joe and he absolutely run the lottery with regards to getting a podcast like that. But, mm. uh, for every Joe Rogan, there are a uh, hundred thousand behind the schemes who are doing it for the value for value. And, and if they're very successful, then they're getting by and they're, you know, they're paying rent or at least paying for gear for their own show. And the idea of the idea that the music industry has been in for as long as I've been around where, uh, you know, hey, we're going to intake everybody and we're going to chew you up and spit you out. And and one in a hundred thousand of you is going to become a hit and you all want to be that. So you'll put up with the crap that we pull that music industry needs to be dead. And that's why people should go and tune in to Ablecraft with Abel Kirby and Sir Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) I totally agree. But I'm going to say that segue was not as masterful. Well, I I just want to say that the the music industry has evolved a lot in the last 40, 50 years from being uh, probably literally a gangster organization, organized crime, to, to being this corporate sort of criminal organized white crime. Okay, honest, <laughs> organized honest crime. question honest question do you think it's an improvement uh it it they had to do it i think out of desperation and so in that way it's a good thing that 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 they have to actually have their backs against the wall for fucking once in response to sort of the culture and and people understanding that the music industry is dirty but at the same time, it's a lot like it's a lot like Vegas. Vegas, you know, in music, <laughs> in the music industry, are a lot alike. Vegas used to be run by criminals, and now it's run by four criminals? big companies who are who are run by criminals, but they're legal criminals. So you can't. They figured out a way to weasel, 
You know, you can't you that, can't pin them on anything. They pay their taxes. No, they don't. Well, they the, do. The, they don't. the most successful criminals out there, the absolute cream of the crop, the best criminals. And when I say criminals, what I really mean is is like sociopaths, the kind of people who will destroy other people for fun and profit. Yeah. But the, you know, the, there's there's muggers all over the place. There's going to be organized crime. Those are just low tiers. At the very top tier, you are so successful that you just buy laws and that makes you legit. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I want to, you know, screw people over by forcing them into this operating system and we're going to do it legit. And therefore the, the, I'm sorry. I, there, there was a point. It's God, who the fuck has been giving me bourbon tonight? Yeah. Yeah. We got, <laughs> we got Sir Bemrose, Sir Ryan Bemrose drunk on bourbon <laughs> on behind the schemes late night. You know what? We may not be Joe Rogan, but I'll tell you what, I've never taken HGH and uh, we are going to do DMT anyway. So go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. That, that was a great show promo I've heard in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So, Kind of coming back to this uh, previous clip, they were. Uh, did you catch everything that they had mentioned in the memo? They were uh, an automatic twenty five percent reduction in all of their uh, base pays and, and the contracts that had yeah. already been negotiated. So they just said, "Nah, fuck that. Uh, we're going to do this other thing." Um, they were pulling. 30- I, I tell you what was going through my head when I was listening to that was the um, first of all. If it says that they're allowed to do that in the contract, then you signed a terrible contract and, uh, you know, may God have mercy on your soul. And if it doesn't say that they are allowed at their own discretion to completely screw you out of the money you've already been agreed to, and it doesn't list that in the contract, then uh, take some of those millions and hire a lawyer and sue them out of existence because uh, contract law is still a thing. I know Kanye tried to do that and they fucking shut him down. He actually published his contract. I, I saved it. It's hundreds of pages. I, and, I'm sure it is. And uh, I I have it in my possession, and I would love to delve into it. I actually don't mind going through contracts, but a, a contract that is hundreds, I mean, you Weirdo. need the time to do it. It's I do it. It's kind of part of my job. So like I'm, I know how to like skim fucking contracts, but at the same time, I've got this fucking thing, and it's it's. I'm fascinated by it. I mean, Kanye, who's going to give Kanye? Kanye's going to have the best deal ever. He's going to have the best deal in the world. Kanye should be able to ask for whatever the fuck he wants. But at the same time, he, he actually published it. And he goes, look how, look what they've done to my boy. You see, they, if they can fuck Kanye, they can fuck anyone. I, I'm just saying that if, if I'm going out and I'm taking a contract to write some code and the thing says... Uh, you know, we're going to pay you a uh, hundred dollars per line of code, and uh, God, I wish. Um, they say, you know, we're going to pay you this much, and then there's a little clause in there that says, unless we think that the world has gone to shit, and in that case, we're going to pay you twenty percent less. I'd be like, no. How about you know, I like take the contract, drop it on the ground, t- unzip, take a leak on it, be like, give me the one that actually guarantees me money. And I guess maybe that, I don't know, maybe I'm not in the right industry. Maybe that's why I'm not a singer. Actually, I think my voice is why I'm not a singer, but. <laughs> it must be your handsome good looks. 
Oh, no, no. Because you get me up on stage as long you didn't get Millie Vanilli to sing for me, and the women will just be crawling all over. <laughs> and Dame Bemrose enters stage right with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. I'm being judged again. Uh, I would actually. I, I would also, Mil- Millie Vanilli, really? Am I that old? <laughs> um, yeah, does Millie anybody even great. remember who that was? I oh, know yeah. Millie Vanilli is. Yeah, we all know who Millie Vanilli you. is. Got Come you. On. Come on. Okay. We weren't well, boring they, yesterday. They, Thank they you. Did the fake singing. I mean, you know, I think Britney Spears is like almost in that category. She sings I, herself. I think it, I think Millie Vanilli must have, have crossed one of the unwritten lines because if they were the only ones who were standing on stage lip syncing to somebody else singing, then I'll I'll eat one of those stacks because I, I know that shit happened. And they got caught. And why did they get caught? Because they pissed off the wrong person. And somebody at the record label let slip and destroyed their career in one instant. Well, I thought it was a CD skit during a live broadcast or something. Yeah, I thought, yeah, it was during, like, the VMAs or something. They fucked up. And, uh, yeah, Avril oh, Lavigne, oh, yeah, the same thing happened the to Avril Lavigne. That's, that'd be the only thing at the VMAs that's ever been fake. Oh, Give me a break. I, do, I mean, that's I, it. I would I say, I, I would imagine, maybe, well, I, I shouldn't say. I don't know what I imagine anymore. <laughs> Fletcher's right. They didn't suck the right dicks. If you want to make it in this business, you got to suck the right dicks and you, the right titties. That's uh, how you get to the top. But I don't, I don't want to lose my point because there was something really interesting in there. It's sort of a twofold. Not only are they responsible Pre- for. Press, press through, Booberry. Keep that point. <laughs> Let's drive it home no matter how much. How distracted we get. Yeah. Uh, not only are they going to be responsible for their own health insurance, um, but they have to pay back the venues bullshit. and festivals for the dates that they can't make. So now I'm wondering for all of these bands that we just went through, and uh, well, we didn't go through them, but I got the, the link posted. You can see all these cancellations. How many of these groups are still having to pay out because they can't go on with the show because they're using these fucking PCR tests? very interesting i mean you, you honestly your point you, yeah you fucking nailed it that uh, the the fact that they don't have any control that they are having the responsibility for the canceled shows dumped on them and that they don't have any control over what's going on because you know one one guy backstage who isn't even part of the show but happened to walk past the theater test positive they canceled everything oh sorry you don't get to eat today Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of course, and of course. Oh well, our contract specifies that the wealthy corporation that has more money than they need get paid first. Oh yeah, and I got loads of fucking videos talking about uh, it's the CEOs and the COOs of Live Nation talking about how they were at record-setting numbers in 2019. Yeah, yeah I bet none of them has missed a month of rent. Uh, yeah, well, in 2020. It, dived down by 84%, but now they're expecting this huge fucking, uh, actually one guy, one pundit said hockey stick, and the, the money man was like, oh, we don't like the term hockey stick. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially they're expecting it to just fucking rebound right the fuck back. Uh, and the artists are just going to get fleeced over this. They're going to get paid less. They got to pay their own insurance. They're losing money out of the fucking merch. And not all, and Man, it's so, it gets kind of devious when you come to this 
I don't know where in the fuck I found this article, um, but it's comparing vaccinations to Napsters. It's the left sets letters. What? Oh, bro. This article is a doozy. Growing the nads to compare the ice cream cone as the canary in the coal mine. Concerts are the most irresistible thing people love to fawn over. Who, who is writing this 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 prose, this bullshit? Oh, I, there is no... Uh, it, by Bob. It's by Bob. Bob. Uh. Is Bob a blogger? Bob is a blogger. Bob is a blogger. He's a blah, 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 blog. Does, <laughs> does Bob have a birth date? Because if if Bob was not born before 1990, then Bob honestly has no fucking idea what Napster was about. But go on. Let me. I'm gonna just try and cherry pick through some of this. Um, here's some here's some quotes. So Napster was facilitated by two things: high speed connections and the small size of music files. It was only the young and savvy who had high speed connections at their colleges, and broadband wasn't even available in most homes. And MP3s were only a megabyte a minute, so you could download them quickly. And there was a techno- uh, technological breakthrough. Napster itself using a new tech, uh, peer-to-peer, i.e. P- uh, P2P, and the Luddites, the institutions, the elders at first ignored it, then questioned why anyone would need it, and then tried to shut it down unsuccessfully. The article continues on stating how the future is impossible to stop, that you should be in front of the public providing them with services like Spotify, also, it states that Spotify was the, quote, legal answer of choosing, quote, P2P, i.e. instant downloadable access over a service like iTunes where you pay per piece of music. Um, and the writing style of this article is, uh, of course, even at this late date, you've got anti-Spotify people, although almost all of them are baby boomers, behind the times. They're laden with disinformation. <laughs> Believing that you have to signal to hear your music, which is patently untrue, you can sync thousands of songs to your device, or you can talk about the songs that are unavailable. And that is true. There are some cracks in the firmament. And that is true. Uh, Sorry. Then again, investigate the building you're now occupying. If you can't find imperfections, you're blind. Nothing is perfect. It's all about good enough, which gets better. And then it kills the old paradigm. That's straight out of Clayton Christensen's The Innovator's Dilemma. Not that you'd expect a Luddite to read it. It's just... (laughs) I take it back. Bob is a little bit of a boomer and is desperately trying to compensate. Oh, man. Uh, To continue that thought, so right now people want to go to shows. They were gone during lockdown and they are back up today. But there's this issue of uh, COVID-19 transmission and the truth is you can't have unvaxxed, unmasked shows. It's a recipe for disaster. So what you've got is two sets of people, the advanced and the behind. And like I said above, you always want to bet on the advanced, the future. Uh, somehow those vaxxed and in the know are literally sucking information 24-7 in parentheses. Not a joke. And they are not afraid of the coming changes. The vaxxed in this scenario and those with the lime wire and alternatively the unvaxxed were the ones too afraid to download a buggy virus ridden file. Quote, never mind the Luddites not having broadband connections and not knowing how to use any software other than AOL. Download a new program to their computer, figure out how to use it with no instructions. Kids were used to this from video games. Oldsters were still afraid of their devices, never Never mind not knowing how they worked or how to fix them. Uh, the future and the past only coexist for a 
very brief window, P2P killed CDs and Spotify killed the iTunes store. So concert business owners, uh, so concert, so the concert business opened and everybody uh, could get in. And then for a few shows, you either needed a Vax card or a negative test. And now you need a Vax card or a negative test at most shows. And soon only a Vax card will suffice. Um, I'm just going <laughs> to, I think, uh, I think this line here at the end of the quote, again, it's linked in the show notes. I think this line directly from the article really summed up my feelings about this writer. And I quote, the future's so bright, you've got to wear shades, assuming you're talking about the future and ignoring the past. What? Man, I I will I will fucking <laughs> I'm, I'll drop it right here. Check it out. It's uh, but essentially they're cons- they're trying to make this comparison that the vaccine and Napster are of the same ilk. Where to be anti-vaccination at this point is to be yeah the yeah the, the counterculture the because because people who used Napster back in the day. We're only doing it because every fucking TV station was showing ads for it 24-7 and every politician was standing up in front and telling you you had to get it or else and then passing mandates that said you were required to use Napster and if you didn't have Napster on your computer, then... I, and get 100% of people, bullshit. not 90% of people, 100% of people need to use Napster now, immediately, yeah. yesterday. Bob, quit your fucking bullshit. Fuck you, Bob. Yeah. Bob has bitch tits. Bob has fucking big old bitch tits. Nothing's wrong with bitch tits, except for Bob has them. Oh, I like them on bitches. Bitches. (laughs) Let it be known, bitches. Sorry. That was, uh, we need to get apology music. I shouldn't use language like that. I apologize. We need apology music. We need to play apology music. I'd like to apologize to all the bitches out there. I apologize to anybody out there who self identifies as a bitch. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about those other bitches. (laughs) Uh, I overextended myself. um, So I'm. I'm probably leaning towards we should just uh, wrap up the conversation on Live Nation because I, I have a Dave Brocky clip. He's the lead, former lead singer of Guar talking about music and um, just the way touring money comes in and out. But um, I might have to save it for a later date when Sir Members comes back to join us. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, do you guys feel like taking a intermission? Maybe we can do a, vo- a screen mail or two and then hit this motherfucker. I'm down for that. Yeah, you, you down for an intermission, uh, I, Ryan? I was just thinking that I was going to wait for you to play another clip and then sneak off to the bathroom like I used to do with Darren. But but intermission works, too. Well, let's, That's uh, why we do it. Yeah. You knock it. You keep knocking it, but that's what we Dude, do Dude, I knock it because I'm a listener, and as a listener, I, I, I don't need the, the... Like, if I want a break when I'm listening to a podcast, I pause a motherfucker. Why, why are you putting... But as a podcaster, I totally understand where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yes, as a podcaster, I am selfish, and I'm going to make you listen to a long thing while I go off and have a smoke and maybe rub out a batch of baby batter or something. Yeah. I get that. At the same time. Yeah, I was going to say same time. <laughs> Left hand, right hand. It's like, why waste those precious minutes, you know? 
Oh, uh, oh. You're, you're going to love this one. It, it's, it wasn't a story I was going to talk about, but uh, apparently the same uh, health idiot in my county who's decided everybody needs to be wearing fi- face diapers is also talking about a uh, new rule that they want to push through the county and try to make it a model for the rest of the state that if you smoke, you are no longer allowed to have a job. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you might that Jesus Christ. They're really just like, what more can we... Somebody must wake up and go, what could I do today to fuck up the economy more? <laughs> yeah. How well, could I, I ruin... Yeah. Oh, Jesus. How could How I can make I it so that people, people make that just less want to be money? left alone? Yeah. You know, How can I, I get more people unemployed. I haven't discriminated against anybody today. I should fix that. <laughs> Man, look at all these people with these jobs and and security. Uh uh uh. Got to do something about that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm going to cleanse my palate of all of this nonsense with a scream mail. Business owners. Oh my God. If you're yeah. if you're listening live, this is your time to call in and uh, leave a voicemail, leave a screen mail, leave a question, whatever you got. And here's the next one. Oh, I love how phasey it gets there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's dope. That's really that's an A plus. A plus caller. <laughs> that is very good. Very good scream. Uh, oh, you like that? What do you think about those, Ryan? Those are fun, right? I fucking love... We get all kinds of cool screams. Different kinds of shit comes through. So great. We're going to make a super cut one of these days. It's going to be fucking awesome. We are. He might have He might have uh, <laughs> went to intermission just a couple minutes early. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's... Uh, oh, God. I'm about to... Oh. Never mind. All right, so this one's about 11 minutes long. Uh, we got some new music from uh, Malachi, and, oh, I didn't hit my fucking punk report, but when we come back, I'll just blast through that as fast as possible. Is that, is that all right? Yeah, 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 punk through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that uh, the song that you'll hear in the middle came from a band that I got to see this past Friday, so I hope you all enjoy this one. There's some nice. funny shit in there. Fresh meat. I think this first song was called Politics Be Damned.
glad you asked. Because people say, why do I have to wear a mask if it doesn't protect me? Quick story. My grandfather used to work in the adult circus. Circus for adults. He had a very famous routine called the sack attack. What's a sack attack? The sack attack is when he'd go through the audience like this, smacking people in the face with his testicles. Very popular. One night before a show, I saw him rubbing Vaseline down there. And I said, Gramps, why do you do this? He says, I do this so when I go through the audience giving them the Polish car wash, it moisturizes the dry skin. He was doing this for others. So you wear a mask for me, and I wear a mask for you. Okay, next question. You know, I'll never forget my old dad. When these things would happen to him, the things he'd say to me. What did he say? What the hell are you doing in the bathroom day and night? Why don't you get out of there and give someone else a chance? And now, back to VH1, salute to singers from the 90s. Today's installment, why they all needed to turn every vowel into the letter A. It used to be that you loved me, but now it's 1990, and I have to sit you free. <laughs> the letter A, the A, the A, the letter A, 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 A. Thank you. And then all of a sudden, from the top of the roof, jumps a motherfucking Bigfoot, and it was a 12-footer. It was huge. It was huge. And it, it got worse because, you know, the, the, the goddamn thing had a heart on, and it was stroking it, and it was looking at me like, oh, my God, the thing's going to try and fuck me or something. Those, you know, I've heard the reports. I've heard the reports that there's, like, anal rapings. The, the Bigfoot, like, I was afraid he was the, the damn thing was going to bend me over the Weber kettle here and, and cornhole me. Be my death camps. Right, can't wait for the end. Cause I'm already. 
Buckingham Palace has announced the death of His Royal Highness the Duke of Edinburgh. My mother's a friend, Vivian, uh, once told me, there are only two kinds of people in this world, Alan, them that drink Coke and them that drink Pepsi. Vivian got that notion, of course, from Coke and Pepsi. There may have been other colas, but Coke and Pepsi were the giants, billion-dollar behemoths, who in their own advertising would each refer to the other guy as the only alternative, just so long as people keep on gulping down one or the other. Makes you kind of wonder if they're in cahoots. When it comes to presidential elections, we again have only two billion dollar giants in control. The American people might get to vote for commander in chief, but they only get two choices, Your Honor. Choices selected by two very private organizations who are both in bed with big oil, big tobacco, big pharmaceuticals, big banking, every big you can think of. And as a result, we only get the candidates that big business and the two parties decide to favor us with. So where's the democracy? The sad fact is, it seems that democracy has lost its way. And as long as we remain a two-party system, we will forever be denied a taste of that delicious RC Cola. Because Coke and Pepsi have cornered the market. No more soda pop. Democratic National Committee make whatever rules it fancies. Never mind that delegates like Mitchie can ignore election results. Who cares that states like Florida and Michigan are discounted? Big deal that in Iowa the Democrats don't get to cast secret ballots. Or that in Nevada the caucuses were on a Saturday, which meant observant Jews couldn't vote. the Democratic nominee might be decided by super-duper delegates, political insiders who don't have to listen to the voters at all. Insiders who, according to DNC rules, are allowed to and do accept money from the candidates. Insiders who, in fact, have accepted over a million dollars from the Clinton and Obama campaign. Do we have to sit here and listen to this Walker show There are dire consequences here, Mr. Dupre. Presidents get to start wars, and kids, the innocent kind, die in them. Lots of kids. There are consequences. And as long as presidents get to start wars and pick Supreme Court justices, as long as they represent the American people to the world, a world which increasingly loathes us because of our presidents, we the people should get to weigh in. this grand two-party system has produced this year. A grumpy old man who wants to stay at war for a hundred years versus whomever the Democrats pick. A choice which may very well come down to Mitchie. Snidey butt. We now return to Behind the Screens. Starring Uberry, 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 Uberry. And Lavage. 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 The following announcement been paid for by the new world order welcome back to second second half of show episode 58 of behind the schemes i feel yeah. welcome mm, i'm, I'm glad i'm glad i'm glad that you joined us uh you're most welcome uh i i don't feel like i'd be going out on a limb stating that uh 
we kind of been pining for this crossover for a while now. Oh yeah. It's there's no doubt about that. We we've been we've been trying to get the Pemrose on. Busy guy, I know, he's a busy guy. Oh yeah. But, yeah. You know. Uh, I, I mean there's only only so much time in the day for jerking off. <laughs> I know. And every year it gets, you know, you go down from three a day to two a day, three a day, two a day, five a day. Well, I'm, I, I'm not 80 yet, so it, it, it's still more than that, but, uh, oh. oh. Oh, good. That's good. To, I'm glad. I'm glad. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. It is behind the schemes, though. It is uh, August 16th, currently 917 specific time. And uh, I'm here with Booberry. My name is Lavish. We're here with Sir Bemrose. And we are, I don't know, just talking about this and that and the other thing. Some <sighs> schemes there, some schemes here. I was thinking about the music shit while I was uh, taking the break. And I, of course I lost it. Just something, something about it. It'll, it'll pop up eventually. I'll, I'll remember it eventually. Well, maybe this will... Uh jog some memory but i do have a really quick punk rock report boots on the ground from friday night i went out yes. and i saw my my first show in a while that wasn't me working something i actually bought a ticket to go see it and it was a uh, memorial show for a punk punk rock legend who i was unfamiliar with but um a friend of mine who grew up uh, traveling all over the country uh, we're familiar with him. His name was Bob Murderer. And uh, there was a band that I had heard about for many of years. Uh, one of the guys that I toured with is really good friends with the lead singer. And this band is the, the Smirchers. And that was the um, Bigfoot anal rape clip into the music. That was this. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that was their song in the middle of that intermission. The band is called the Besmirchers. And it was a great fucking time. Uh, there was five bands that played. Uh, it was, there was, I mean, maybe four or five people walking around inside and with a mask on. Uh, almost no band brought up COVID. Uh, the one that did, he was like COVID or whatever, whatever that was. It was a very sort of like, um, offish way of putting it. Yeah. That's how punk should be, man. There was a, <laughs> there's way in, in more, the there's way more skinheads in Minneapolis than what I originally imagined there'd be. And I'm not talking like the neo-Nazi sort of skinheads. There's a, a subculture of people, uh, actually comes from England back in the 60s into the 70s. Um, like bald people? Yeah, but they, I, they usually it was identify. A, it was an epidemic of bald Englishmen that came over. <laughs> To Minneapolis in the sixties, there was an ep- they were they were killing bald people in England at the time. Uh, I'll tell you what, this dude and uh, I ended up buying him a vodka tonic because he had got me earlier, and I was like, yeah, I'll pay, I'll pay it back. But within <laughs> like two minutes of standing outside smoking a cigarette with him, he was telling me how much of a hardcore lefty he was, and he uh, he was a part of this uh, of, of a union and was <laughs> logging people's quote-unquote racist-ass shit on Facebook and was sending it into their supervisors and was bragging about getting people fired and how uh, he might be a hardcore lefty, but he still has his AK-47. And uh, um, what was the other thing? Oh, he he uh, he felt like he was being... Well, the world um, needs hypocrites, too. Well, he, oh, uh, <laughs> always more. Always more. 
he was um, complaining that, uh, and this is later after I bought him this vodka tonic, he was complaining that his beliefs as an atheist weren't being respected by his fellow co-workers because they were always inviting him to come to church. And when he stated that he was an atheist, he'd, he'd get weird looks or people would start to write him off or whatever. And uh, he was telling me that he was wanting to join the Temple of Satan, which is here in town. Uh, so that well, that's his, not atheism. Well... And then it gets into that weird because it's like, oh, we're the branded religious version of atheism. Worship man. <laughs> okay, I, I I don't know where this guy was coming from, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm like putting myself in in his shoes for a moment. If you were buying me free drinks, I'd tell you whatever the fuck was necessary to get you to keep paying for drinks. Oh well, so, it was just the one. Just, just, just you know, I was like, I want to go back I, and watch. This I think band you now. would until you've had enough drinks, and then you would actually start to speak your mind. I'd be like, oh, thanks for the free drinks. What what makes you think I'm speaking my mind now? How do you know Whoa. I'm not just making up everything? How do you know I I'm not playing this I character don't. of Sir Bemrose? We're trying to get behind the schemes, man. That's I, We don't know. There's no way of knowing. I, and I've been playing this character for more than 40 years. <laughs> uh, mm. But the, the punchline to this entire night, I had never seen so much blood on stage before. And I'm not talking about fake blood, but Lenny from the Besmirchers puts on a stage show in the same vein as Gigi Allen, if you're familiar with him, uh, with a whole lot less shit. Like live sacrifices or? Um, you know, self-sacrifice of the body. Just, a just lot self-mutilation. Of, yeah, a lot is of this, broken bottles. Is this OSHA or, approved? You know? No, <laughs> no it is not. Uh, the guitar player came by. He's like, oh, I got to go find some bleach. <laughs> no. And, okay. I Clearly, we're outside of the realm of, of uh, uh, music genres and, and culture that I'm aware of. But why would people want to see this? <laughs> hey, uh, and you live in Seattle. You should know. You know what the deal is. You well, yeah, but in do. Seattle, we cut each other, not ourselves. That's not true. There are a lot of self-mutilating, great self-mutilating bands from Seattle. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to find some, and I'm going to I'm going to make sure that you get the, that documentation. But in the meantime, <laughs> I mean, yes, Kurt, I, it's I fun. Kermaine comes to mind. You know what? You know what? The yeah, that's true. You do the can, best can of you, all. Can you do me a favor? And when you find that list, go ahead and send it to me on No Agenda Social, where it's easy to block you. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Um, Very well. There was a gratuitous amount of violence against a microphone. I mean, this dude's fucking mic was almost flat because he was using it against his forehead and his cheekbone in time with the drum, uh, which was pretty amazing. Uh, I do have pictures of a lot of this. I didn't equipment. <laughs> well, I hope it was his own microphone and not the venue. Yes, it, it was. It had it was, to have been. Yeah. Yeah. This thing was, was probably just some cheap uh, shoe or fucking $69 yeah. shoe or something. Um, <laughs> it was way too flat for it to be. <laughs> to be uh, made shame of good steel. Um, I do have pictures. I have video. I didn't, you know, it's 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 actual, it's a, quite a bit of blood uh, mixed in with broken glass. There was a belly flop at one point, shirtless. Um, it was very exciting. A lot of people, there, oh my God, there was this one. I, I'm going to assume, so please bear with me, but she kind of looked like a clubby sort of chick, and she walked up to the, walked up through the audience, got Did, did you say feet, clubby or chubby? Clubby. 
Okay. Yeah, so she had like she like had a weapon, a melee weapon. Yeah, she okay. had a mace. <laughs> um, okay. Was she using it on herself or someone else? Well, she walked through the crowd and got six feet up to the stage and, and saw Lenny on his knees bleeding, and I think he might have been cutting himself with more glass at that point. And she didn't even turn around. She just walked up and walked straight back <laughs> through the path that she took. <laughs> and left. <laughs> Finished her beer and walked out of the building. Oh, it was so good. Uh, so well, it's not for everybody. It's you know, for a you're, very you're, you're type making of me. I'm sorry. I. You're making me not regret the fact that I'm clearly not part of this scene. <laughs> that I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, looking at this. And Twenty years ago, I would have been the guy in that club in you know in the college town and going with all the guys and like jumping up on stage and getting kicked off and and now I just look at this and go, I don't need that anymore. What, what about this? I don't need somebody else's blood sprayed on me. No, no, you know, no. Do I have what? to get a COVID test after the singer's blood <laughs> hits me in the front of the? Yeah, and you do. That's what but, I but love. No, about no, no. So Hear me out on an idea. I got an idea here. What if they did like box seats? Or you, they like had you up and away, and you wouldn't get blood on you, but you had like you know a little private service. They give you hot dogs and salad and beer, and you could just watch. Would you do it then? Well, I I don't think I would watch it just for the bloodletting. If the music was good, I might still be interested. Okay, okay, that's fair. I was a big fan of their music. They had a they had a really I mean as far as like actually watching the band they had a dual uh, flying V attack going on so both the bass and the guitar are flying V's. Um, I, it, I I know that I come across as an asshole when I'm podcasting, but I don't actually derive enjoyment from seeing other people hurt, especially physically. Nobody wants to see anyone physically fucking harmed in, in that way, but. It, it uh, it's a thing in punk. It's a classic thing in punk. Ever since uh, Sid Vicious and the Sex Pistols got hit with a bottle, and that that picture is you know very iconic. And that's not even that's not even the the most hard. That's not even the no. It's not even close. I mean, it just gets worse from there. But uh, well, I was saying like this. Uh, granted, I, I never did see these guys live, but I've seen video of a dude just chomping through fluorescent bulbs. Like yeah, that 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 for me is the jump off point, you know. Because another way that music is like wrestling, the, it, it gets you, more okay. extreme. You, you, you guys understand this? I'm out of my league. I, I don't even know why I'm on this show. <laughs> no, because we're we're here to tell you about it. That's why we wanted to let you know, just because so, it's happening. It's all over. It's great. I don't know. This is this is uh this is Booberry's life. He's a He's a touring uh, man, you know. He does his lighting for all these different types uh, of Booberry. Things. You are one hardcore motherfucker. Yeah. Just want you to know that. Oh, uh, I would, I would never cause that sort of violence against anybody. I certainly wouldn't <laughs> want anybody coming at me with that sort of shit. Um, <laughs> well, if somebody did, then I, I, you might want to rethink the first part. No, well, this is true. This is that's a if and or the other. <laughs> mm. In Minecraft. Right. Legend has it. Um, we have a fuck ton of screen mails. I'm going to play one of them. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe two of them. And then I'm going to pass the baton over to Lavish. Um, hit, hit, hit the screen mails, dog. Ooh, I'm going to fuck your fun. 
Oh. <laughs> nice. That man has a gift. You understand? A real gift. Well. Nice. Yes. If only we could figure out what it was. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, God. Here's a, here's the next one. <laughs> Even when he's in Scotland, for goodness sake, he won't eat the vegetables. <laughs> I'm happy to know that I'm not the drunkest person here tonight. <laughs> not yet. I think that was the actual spirits talking there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, can, can, can I hear that one more time? Sorry, I just, that was a... Uh... He was speaking in a backward satanic British language, if you're paying attention. Even when he's in Scotland, for goodness sake, he won't eat the vegetables. Even oh, when yeah. I get the first part and I hear the last part, but I'm not sure about the middle section there. I, I, as far as I know, he went in the vegetables. Uh, that was all I got out of it. Well, that's the circle of life. So thank you, caller, for participating yes. in, in, a, in a very important... Uh, it was enlightening. <laughs> yeah. And uh, here's the last one for right now. Shut up, you get in the back. <laughs> Legend has it in Minecraft. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we heard the behind the schemes. Don't fucking endorse. Oh, God damn it. We don't know what to do now. What are we supposed to do? Uh, we're endorse go- shit. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> damn it. Whatever. Allegedly. Nice. <laughs> Great screams. Great screams. And, oh, man. We we got four more left for the end of the show. Uh, oh, they, let, they let, should we hit up. one more? Maybe you, one more? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's hit me more. with a voicemail. Scream it. Oh, wait. Wrong show. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. I'll take it back. <laughs> it's like a kind of reminds gives me that like uh 1930s betty boot feel oh yeah this is a retro scream yeah See, retro what, scream. what i was thinking is is you know how you blow up mylar balloons with the little rubber bulb that you can't squeeze over and over again that was like if the balloon has a leak in it i i'm sorry never mind i was thinking about something else if you're going to transport, I'm glad you brought up Mylar. Let's bring up another behind-the-schemes tip. If in Minecraft you are transporting an ungodly amount of new uh, American currency, the $100 bills that have that little holographic strip on it, it, when those holographic strips are brought in large stacks together, they create a signal that can be tracked by uh, radar that are along freeways and highways. And if you don't want to be tracked in that way, then you can put that in a Mylar bag, and that will help alleviate that situation. All the right. The more you know. The more you know. Although, to be, let's be honest. How many of the people listening to this show are going to find themselves in possession of that much currency at once? Uh, hopefully, the producers of this show, uh, <laughs> Behind the Schemes, and, and which I, is hosted every Monday night. And here's my, my addendum to that Behind the Schemes tip, which is that if you do find yourself in possession of that much currency, 
pitch some to the show. Oh, see, that's some sage advice. That much currency and cash. <laughs> oh yeah, that much cash and currency. Uh, but that's just a that's a quick tip. You know, you know, we're just trying to help you out. And, help anybody uh, out. Yeah. You know, we want to be a uh, uh, a spout of information that that it can be shared freely. Correct. Like a water spigot. Yeah, yes. like a hydrant that's been knocked off its side and brocks in the box. Like, like a smooth diarrhea of information. Actually, let, let's ignore that. That, that yeah. metaphor doesn't work. A smooth, smooth diarrhea. Smooth diarrhea. Not a show title. Not a sh- well, we'll see. We'll see where the night goes. It might be. Maybe not for this show, but that is a show title somewhere. You put that in the reserve. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, should I should I bring up my little thing that I got here? Yeah. I got uh, I got those clips loaded up. Yeah. So I found this thing on my poor guy, Julian Assange. Uh, Ryan, do you have a, a position on, on Mr. Assange? Uh, my understanding was he's still in London? That's correct. Okay. Still <laughs> London... What's that? Oh, I, I, as far as I know, that's his position. Well, that's his position. Uh, do you have an opinion on him? Um, I'm generally in favor. I think that the things that the governments of the world, have, especially the U.S. government, have been doing to him are really, really douchey. But given that almost everything that governments do these days is really, really douchey, I mean, it. Uh, the the meter got pegged long before Assange came on. It's just I'm glad I'm not in his position. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a pretty good summation. How I feel as well. Um, there happens to be this one reporter who is in the uh, State Department press corps. His name is Matt Lee, and he works for the Associated Press. And oh, he yeah. actually does a pretty solid job of like kind of asking questions. He and he was he was a real riot when uh, when he was pestering the Obama administration. Yeah, No Agenda played him all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. He's I wasn't listening to No Agenda at that time, but uh, that's good to know. Yeah, he's had he's had a great career. He's he's you know a really cool guy to kind of follow. But uh, he called out uh, one of the, a representative at the State Department today about Julian Assange, and his point that he was making was in the face of the Afghanistan situation and a couple of the other recent sort of foreign spats that we've had. Um, we, we have been trying to promote free speech abroad and that seems to be our whole, whole foreign policy is based around, you know, making sure that these impoverished or, or oppressed countries have like a voice and free speech and that they aren't censored and, you know, uh, if, if he honestly well. believes that that's what U.S. foreign policy is about, then he's pretty fucking deluded. But well, sure, he, he doesn't. I don't think that's the case. But but that is what on the surface they are. And he's just trying to get them to catch up and and yeah. see if they can slip up vocally about there. Uh, anyway, you can uh, hit clip one for me, Mr. Booberry. The State Department has an interest in this case, and so I'm just wondering if it is still. Uh, if it is still the position of the State Department that uh, Assange is not a journalist and that he is uh, he should be tried um, for theft of uh, 
what are what you would essentially say are state secrets? Matt, by referring to the Department of Justice as we always do in cases like this, it doesn't yeah, indicate no, no, it asking. doesn't indicate we don't have an interest. Uh, it indicates that we have a respect uh, for um, the separation yeah, of institutions your, and the independence of the our department. The position of this administration since it came in talking about how important the free, freedom of press is has that hasn't impacted the um, the department's uh, position in this case. Is that correct? This is a matter before the Department of Justice. It's a matter the Department of uh, Justice is pursuing. It's not a matter before the Department of Justice. It's a matter before the British courts. But but it, I just want to know if your position, the State Department's position, that you represent to the Department of Justice, who then represents you, uh, has has changed at all. Uh, Matt, the Department no. of Justice is pursuing this. Um, I will leave it to them to pursue and to characterize the United States government's position on this. Uh, so Matt. let's unpack the position that the State Department is trying to maintain here. On the one hand, the State Department supports press freedom internationally. Freedom of the press is not just enshrined in our Constitution. It's one of the diplomatic tools we use globally against rival governments, accusing them of cracking down on dissent or otherwise being afraid to let their people speak yeah, freely. Yeah, freedom of press and so press like. freedom is something that is quite central to U.S. foreign policy. At least being seen as supporting it is essential. That dude sounded like he was getting tips from Jen Psaki about how to deflect. <laughs> I, I think... I think in during the Obama administration, Matt Lee was he wasn't White House press corps. I think he was State Department press corps, and Jen Psaki was one of the people that he was badgering. Interesting. Mm -hmm. He's State he's State Department here as well. Oh, okay. He's um, talking to uh, Ned Ned. Uh, let me find the notes here. Ned fucking whatever. Uh, Ned Price. Ned. Ned? He's Net talking Ned. to NetNet. Ned. No, no, no. NetNed <laughs> is not going to work for the State Department. Well, man, you never know. Uh, well, yeah, if he if he does, can you clean the place up a bit? Yeah, be real, NetNed. Come on, uh, Ned Price. And in the notes, I write Net Price because I was thinking of like finance shit at the moment. But um, Ned Price of the State Department, who's a dildo, as you just heard. Yeah, um, he sounded like it. Yeah, all these guys sound like dildo. I mean, they all have the same fucking cadence. Uh, also, well, I, Matt, uh, just so you know, uh, that's not true. And so, like, you can go, like, read that in a book. Uh, okay, fuck you. Okay, great. Like, also, that's I the whole that fucking they, tone. They get training for say, being able to say the maximum amount of words without any information coming out whatsoever. Right. And, def and deflect. Well, that's not our job, is basically what he's saying. Give uh, me a clip, too, boob. Secondly, as Matt Lee notes here, one of the things Assange is charged with publishing is a sweeping set of State Department cables that expose the inner workings of U.S. foreign policy, laying bare the truth behind many of the lies the U.S. had long been telling. The State Department, therefore, is directly tied into the Assange prosecution. Yet the spokesman insists on putting the question to the Department of Justice. As Lee points out, that's absurd. You can't, on the one hand, say that you support press freedom, but on the other hand, not have an opinion on the most high-profile U.S. assault on press freedom in decades. So let's unpack the position that the State Department is trying unpack, to maintain unpack. here. On the one hand, the State Department supports press freedom internationally. Freedom of the press is not just enshrined in our Constitution. It's one of the diplomatic tools we use globally against rival governments, accusing them of cracking down on dissent or otherwise being afraid to let their people speak freely. 
And so press freedom is something that is quite central to U.S. foreign policy. At least being seen as supporting it is essential. I played two already. Did, I, did we just listen to that? That was number two. I, that was number I, I, two. I, I wasn't sure if I wasn't having some kind of a whiskey flashback, but I think you you played him twice. Did I? Fuck. That's okay. I did play him. I did play him twice. I mean, I mean all of this makes perfect sense when you recognize that the the actual position of the State Department is that we absolutely support the freedom of any press that the State Department can control. Those and are our guys. Yeah, you know, there was one thing in that first clip that jumped out at me, which was the idea that they're they're charging Assange of some kind of theft or accusing him of it, and he didn't he didn't steal he didn't steal any of shit. it. He, he he's a he journalist. Set up a website that somebody uploaded some shit to, and he didn't immediately delete it. That's his crime. Yeah, exactly. Well, do you think he's still alive? Who Assange? Yeah, I think he's still alive. I don't yeah, know. I hope if so. he was dead, they'd be bragging about it big time. But he's not being treated well. They've got him in fucking solitary confinement in London somewhere. Do you think he ever actually existed? Maybe he's like a construct, well, an idea, and you can't kill an idea. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd like be gold, nice. like a Goldstein in um, 1984. Uh, Goldstein, that's yeah, right. that's funny. <laughs> or or Hal in oh wait, I don't know. Maybe he's an AI. Mm. Mm, there we go. See, always comes back to AI. I'm telling you, that elongated muskrat, he's working on it, man. Before you know it, he's going to fucking... But who knows if any of these people are real. You know, I'll bet that Epstein's still alive and McAfee's still alive and they're all just, like, doing milk thistle and banging whores on islands, you know? The, the world is a strange place. And the more that we look into all this stuff, the more you realize that. That's just the... It's just the, the case. Uh, the the world fun. is, but... I. I think that you you know you you nailed a, an important point there, which is uh, how do everything that we know about Assange, everything we know about Epstein, everything we know about the elongated muskrat, uh, you know, almost everything out there, with very few exceptions, we learn because it's appearing on a, a glass box in front of us, or it there it's somebody somebody's voice is coming out of a speaker nearby. And telling us, and if the Ministry of Information, or the, or the Ministry of Truth, or whatever the, the 1984 reference, if that's really in swing, which I kind of think, you know, it's the one thing that the U.S. government is really, really good at, that and, and, and killing people in brown, brown people in deserts. And it, making it, opioids. If, if their propaganda machine really is what, what it looks like, then honestly, you can't really believe anything that you see on social media or uh, in, on TV or or anything that comes out on official channels. And at that point, like, what do I believe? Well, I, I believe that my wife is in the other room and I have a cat on my lap and I'm talking to some voices which may or may not be AI in mm -hmm. on the other end of this microphone. Am I the Very spook? <laughs> So now, for second second half of the show, we are going to do an essay on Descartes, and I hope that you are all uh, very comfortable. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. We have no idea what the fuck's going on. You really realize that when you travel far let's, away. 
let's hold there for a second. Can you refresh your uh, browser? You're starting to get a little digital. Am I? Me? Correct. Okay. Dead air. Great content. I know. <laughs> it hasn't happened in a while. Actually, it's been a long while. We've been kind of. I'm pretty sure this is my fault somehow. Well, we'll see. Actually, I just pondered if I was the spook, and then Lavish and started cutting out. Suddenly, you disconnected Lavish. I know. This is, is, it, is it me? Is it? Am I still shit? Well, the question I have is, which one of you is the other's handler? Oh. I don't know. Uh, we usually roll for that. Or, yeah. or, or do you just handle each other every episode? Because if so, then that's, I might that's just how need it to is. be. <laughs> we, we roll, and then whoever rolls top uh, 20, that's the handler for the evening. And then the other one has to be handled. So so you're you're like switches. Yeah. I get it's it. Kind of synchronistic that you brought that up. We, in, we call it adaptive. Oh, yeah. We roll with the punches. That's right. William, uh, <laughs> handle me harder, <laughs> big brother. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Reroll. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope that was we, clean we, so I can get the ISO of that one. <laughs> don't worry. We're going to bleep all of that out. It's going to be censored. Without getting too philosophical into the nature of, of consciousness and everything else, I guess my point is that if the propaganda is this big, then how can you trust anything that you're told about Assange? Uh, maybe he's yeah. a person. Maybe some stuff happened. Uh, I I got to admit, uh, you know, I wasn't doing a podcast at the time. I never downloaded any of the stuff off of WikiLeaks that he's now being tortured for. But is he being tortured? Maybe, maybe he's the one who's who's torturing a poor State Department person. I mean, it could be anything. But the the situation I'm forced to be in is I have to assume that he's a guy who got screwed because that isn't out of the realm of possibility either. I could see somebody like him easily getting screwed into a situation where these governments are going to peck at him the day they decide to kill him and maybe he's not real and that's if that's the case then i wouldn't be surprised either and that's kind of the nature of the beast you have to be open to knowledge all the time in order to learn but as it is now with the information that i've been given i just feel bad for this guy if if this is the story playing devil's advocate i suppose playing into the fan fiction yes well you know it's lore. You. you know it's lore, Ryan. All this shit, the vaccine shit. You got to keep up with it. It's like it's like reading up on a cereal. You got to you got to uh, yeah. keep up with all this this shit it's that people come up with. It's the biggest soap opera in the world. It's 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 a nightmare. And and right now the producers want you to feel sorry for Julian Assange. I so I gotta, I got to do it. I got to way it. to play your part. I got to do it. Bravo. I I play my part. The world Standing is up. a stage, my friend. Uh, anyway, yeah, poor, poor Julian. Should we play the last clip? I just want to go on record and say it's a little fucked up that this dude's pretty much getting tortured for presenting information second-handedly, if Sir Bimrose is to be believed, where he just posted the website and people posted that, mm -hmm. um, uh, exposing videos of people getting tortured. 
<laughs> and and specifically, he's performing the role that we as our foreign policy dictates us to impose on other countries. We're he, trying to promote that exact thing in other countries, and then we punish people who do that here. Yeah, I mean, this was kind of the point of your clips, but it's he is one of the only people in the world doing actual journalism, and that's what they hate about it. Correct. Yeah, well, I end up with two in the back of the head, I suppose. Yeah, or fucking years of solitary confinement. Jesus Christ, it's yeah. even worse. It's over and a decade now. Suicide. Yeah, that too. Uh, clip three. And maybe there's more to it. The State Department cables that Assange is charged with publishing exposed rampant corruption around the world, but particularly in the Middle East. And those exposures played a major role in fomenting the Arab Spring. The most strident opponent of the Arab Spring was the United Arab Emirates, which tilted its entire regional policy toward crushing every green shoot of popular unrest that cracked through the ground there. They and Saudi Arabia financed a coup in Egypt and civil wars all across the region. The firms they work with closely all need PR help, and for that, many of them turned to West Exec. We've talked about West Exec before on this program. It's the consulting firm co-founded by Secretary of State Tony Blinken, which has sent more staff to senior spots in the White House than any other boutique consulting firm to any White House ever. Now, is Blinken going after Assange on behalf of the Gulf autocrats whose wealth bankrolled him in the past and whose wealth is waiting to bankroll him again in the future? Probably not, but who knows? And it's why our public officials shouldn't have such private entanglements. In the meantime, if the State Department does still support press freedom, one way to show it would be to be honest with the press about it. Okay, so we got to, okay, yeah, whatever, we... The hypocrisy, yeah. great. Okay, uh, so this is where things get kind of fun. They talk. They that, bring up this West exec. Okay, go ahead, Ryan. What was that? Uh, I, I was just gonna make a joke about like that guy being the narrator on as the world turns. But go yeah, on. yeah, it's very true. He does have that fucking cadence. His name is uh, oh god, I forget his name. Anyway, the, it's in the show notes. You can find it there. But the West Exec is the thing he brings up, and this is a um, a PR firm that's out of Washington. And it's co-founded by Tony Blinken. When I first heard it, I thought it was like Tony A. Blinken, A. Blinken, Abraham Lincoln. But uh, he's the current Secretary of State, and he's been in it forever. He's former deputy, a deputy secretary under Obama, and now he's. I like Honcho. deputary. I want to deputary. be a deputy. Yeah, that seems like a like a knighting, like a lesser than a knighting. You're a deputy. Um, anyway, so this. I go onto this website and I check out kind of just the the head uh, faces that are on the About Me page, which is one of my favorite pages to go to on any website. Uh, and I like to see who the hell is actually funding and, and is heading this organization. So they bring up this guy, Tony Blinken, and, they, and the, what they did was they worked with the United Arab Emirates during the Arab Spring, which was really... Uh, Julian Assange's rock star moment. All of these revelations came out about all the corruption that was going on in Egypt and uh, other countries in the area. And they, there was this big revolts and all kinds of shit. And they're still reeling from from that to this day. But uh, West Exec was hired by the United Arab Emirates, who was actively in there militaristically, politically staging coups, staging social actions, military actions. They were killing people. They were doing all kinds of shit. But they hired a West exec to play face for them and to be their 
their advertising firm uh, for the Western world. And so Tony Blinken, uh, current Secretary of State, another lady, and I love these people, Michelle Florinoy is another co-founder. She's a Hollywood princess, and she's a Clinton That That is a name that came from a Hollywood writing team, if ever I've heard one. Uh, I know. It's it's very L.A. floozy, fake French, weird. Uh, But she worked for the Clintons back in... uh, back during their their heyday. So she's an interesting character. And then you got another guy, Sergio Aguirre, who was the former vice president of international affairs at the Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America, a.k.a. Pharma. Uh, so big, big, big pharma in the house there. And then uh, the other top dog they show on the About Me is Nitin Chada, who is the senior Middle East pol- policy advisor the Secretary of Defense. But this guy cannot be older than 40 years old. So this guy must have some serious fucking connections in order to be... Uh, he went to Cornell. He's, he's a smart guy, but um, he uh, is just another is a Middle East connection. So right away, you've got Hollywood, Clinton, Big Pharma, and Middle East right there, all in one... Uh, just that's just the top three. And then if you go down the list, there's even more. And that'll be found in the show notes. You really want to go down that rabbit hole. It just goes on and on and on. But I just love this. I love going into sort of these organizations and and seeing where the money runs. Because it always runs to the top. You always find these same characters. Um, and the same club. Sure. I mean, they're, they're the people who get their names before the credits in, in the soap opera. Yeah. Yep. They're running the show. Just but that interesting. This phrase boutique consulting kind of freaks me out. <laughs> boutique consulting. <laughs> I did. I, my skin did crawl a little bit when I heard that. <laughs> that's that's like the corporate way of saying that you're a small business when you are obviously are not a small business. We're a boutique firm. Uh, yeah, a boutique for DC means that they only spend you know, under three hundred million worth of taxpayer money, and only hire you know the a thousand people. Mm. And, and they have—I I forget exactly what the quill is—but they've assigned more people to White House staff than any other firm ever. Is, is the claim that this guy made something like that? So this, these I guys are surprised. Play. I, you know, I, hearing, especially hearing commentators like this, is one of the reasons why I can't listen. I, I like a lot of what uh, Tucker Carlson says, for example, but I can't listen to him, is that hearing <laughs> commentators talk about politics that deep in where where they're they're pulling the, the plot pieces and talking about minor characters who were only in scene three and th- it, um, is it, it's it's kind of like pointing at a festering wound and then being reacting really surprised that it's oozing (laughs) like yes yes the the white house is corrupt to the core um i hope this doesn't surprise anybody but now you're pointing at little tiny pieces like look that part's corrupt yeah the whole thing is look this part over here is corrupt yeah the whole thing is Mm -hmm. the whole thing is you can look at any any aspect, any angle, and you can follow it and go up. And it, this is just a fun way of picking one thing and then following the little breadcrumbs. It, it goes. It blows me away that pe- so many people don't get it. 
blows me away. I every day with all the shit that's going on with this vaccine shit with this. You know, I the other th- I remember what I was going to tell you was that I I was going to go on a cruise. I was scheduled to go on a cruise, a blues cruise. Ooh, blues cruise, you could do. And and there's going to be a lot of great I musicians. It, I hope it's like blues music and not uh, a, a child's cartoon. No, no, no. A blues clues cruise would be awesome, though. <laughs> and we should look into that. Blues I'm, clues I've cruise. I've never wanted to learn how to swim better in my life. <laughs> oh my god! Blue can cruise and you can twos. I'm uh, out. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> You, sorry, sorry, sorry. You, know, you don't have to know how to swim to be on a cruise. They don't actually let you jump in the water while they're they're out. Yeah, you'd actually like hurt yourself if you did that. That's fine. At least I'm not on the blues cruise cruise anymore. Blues blues. Well, blues, neither cruise. am I. <laughs> Moral of the story: cruises are fucking right out. There's no more cruises anymore. If you want to be on a cruise, they have they're gonna put a camera up your butt and they're gonna fucking. Oh yeah. You know. Fuck I I. I went on a cruise in 2011 and had a great time and we didn't do most of the, the big like super spreader crowd type things. Mostly we just wanted to be in the stateroom because it was really nice. And, and somehow by the end of it, two thirds of the fucking cruise came out with norovirus anyway. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is a a viral load waiting to happen. Mm Uh-huh. I had a job offer from also, Disney Cruise even, one even year. With, even with the norovirus, had a great fucking time, by the way. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, that's because that's what life's about. Oh, norovirus would recommend in <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> ten in out of ten. <laughs> Diamond axe, diamond pick. I'm not much one for big open expanses of water. It's not really my thing. So I ended up not oh. taking the cruise job. I love that yeah. shit. Yeah. Love Stay away from 70% of, of the Earth's surface. You know, I'm trying my best every day. <laughs> I'm a little step closer to where I got to be. <laughs> He's way up there, away from the oceans. <laughs> no oceans for me. Fuck you. Boo Perry looks kind of stoned. Boo Perry. Boo Perry. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say about that bastard Assange. That, that Australian son of a gun. I'm so sorry. I hope they make it quick. I, I keep waiting for them to write in a heel turn so that we can all suddenly be glad that he's being tortured. Oh, that's how you know it, was, it would be fake if they did that. <laughs> I don't that, know. That's, I, that would be a 100%. Oh, if they did that, I'd be like, oh, fuck. I, I mean, right. I think it's, it's both safe and more entertaining to just assume that it's all fake and try to figure out what they're going to write next. Well... I like the fan fiction, though. I like what people come up with. Oh, yeah, when they, like, have the, the Hillary slash Trump pick. All, all this stuff. The whole fact, anytime you watch CNN or anything, it's like, wow, somebody, like, came up and was like, okay, I, I think I got a story point. I think I got something. We'll come up with something called the Delta variant, okay? People will, people will eat that up. Okay, great. And, like, and nobody's like, okay, maybe this is being made in a lab somewhere because viruses don't just evolve overnight all the time out of our asses, you know, and never have. Maybe maybe something's going on here. Maybe you, something's you a little fucking virus. It was totally out of the ass. Oh. <laughs> oh. I stand I sit corrected. Where's my duck sounds? <laughs> We're gonna bleep all this out. This is all gonna be censored. 
Just a bunch of quacks going at it. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a duck porno. I, I do seem to recall there was a period there, uh, maybe this was uh, 2017, 2016, there was a lot of smear going, well, more. Stream drop, stream drop. Can we get a stream drop? That's what Servo says in the chat ski. Uh, it on. didn't reset on this side yet. It's still got the timer going. Good, good. Okay, um, never mind. Sorry. We'll edit that out, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um. But there, I mean, there was that smear campaign that uh, he was an abusive, uh, he was abusive towards women. Um, I mean, this is all like New York Times. Who? <laughs> fan f- to, towards Assange. Oh, Assange. Oh, well, yeah, they had, they put some sexual assault. Now, that I have no idea. Maybe, maybe he did, you know. I have no idea about that. It's, but. But that just sort of seems to be that nudge towards. Well, they're using it. They just use anything they can to try and extradite that guy. That's what they're trying to do. The U.S. is trying. I don't know if I clarified that, but they're trying to get him from England mm-hmm. or from the U.K. or whatever they fucking call that greasy little island. Uh, they're trying to get him from their clutches yes. so that they can put him in fucking San Quentin or something. And and my, just, my favorite part about that is that they're trying to charge him for treason. He's treason. not a U.S. citizen. Yeah, they're trying to charge an Australian who is operating out of the UK for for American treason. Give me a fucking yeah. break. Like, like, at what? Who did he betray, and how exactly is the U.S. the? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's bullshit. And uh, if he is a real guy, let's just say, it, l- let me put it this way: if he is a real guy, then he deserves to be fucking talked about more. One of the things that leads me to believe that he isn't a plant is that they never fucking talk about him. And then the except that time that they pulled him when they when the UK authorities actually got a hold of him out of the embassy, uh he he went out kicking and screaming and he had a big beard and long hair and that seemed kind of bizarre and possibly staged, but at the same time he looked like he was fucking suffering and like he was just having a mental breakdown. Well, it's <laughs> been a decade and at least with prison you're allowed to go get your fucking hour outside yeah um, uh, do what they want with you man it's pretty fucking different yeah you want to you want to talk about uh you know unlawful incarceration how about all those people who were just standing on the streets and got rounded up and thrown in a hole and the key thrown away because it happened to be january 6 and they were in dc oh man so many people they're saying at least 50 people now have been in fucking solitary for that since since the event, that is really, really un-American, very unconstitutional. I don't know. It, maybe not. I don't know. It's, it's fucking, I'm not a lawyer, but that just seems fucking wrong. I, I, I'm just saying if this was in Minecraft, we'd be getting the guillotines out right now. Yeah. I'm personally a little freaked out because uh, one of Sir Sir Seat Sitter's uh, former guests may or may not, a legend have has it in Minecraft been somewhere in the vicinity potentially of the Capitol on January 6th and nobody's heard from him. He actually put out sort of a soft all call. I think it was when um, the last hog story and the uh, 100th episode stream. So mm-hmm. shit's closer than um, <laughs> it's closer than we realize in a lot of ways. I feel like unfortunately 
Hey, look, this festering wound is oozing again. Boo. What? <laughs> oh, my God, you scared me. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, how about we blast these uh, last couple of scream mails here? Yeah, scream me. Jay fucking Inslee. Fuck that guy. I think Fuck that, you. I think that was Jay a special shout-out to our guest. Yeah, that was a very excellent question, caller. I want to thank you for your question. Yes, that caller knows what it's about. Mm. Fuck you, Jay fucking Inslee. And here's our next one. I think I heard a diaphragm blow on that one. <laughs> oh, man. She was either really, really angry or that was a very impressive orgasm. I'm not sure which. Man, that was the sort of shit that I was picking up from seeing these punk fans last Friday night. That That's that's yeah. what I would have seen it on stage. could have been both. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Could have been. I, you know, have you ever been with a chick who had angry orgasms? Yes. <laughs> Wait. No, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. I'm not going to talk In about Minecraft, this. In Minecraft, I mean. Legend has it. No, as a, a gentleman never tells. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But but if in Minecraft, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It's 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 awesome. Um but uh anyway, uh thank you caller. That was an awesome scream. I hope that you're okay. That you know what that sounded. That sounded like therapeutic. Sounded uh, yeah. Sounded she like sounded healthy. like she needed a cigarette afterward. Yeah, like she really needed to get that scream out. Well, some of these callers, I'm wondering if they have neighbors. Well, we can only hope. <laughs> and I and I just I gotta say that's just impressive. Thank you so much, caller. You're you're a one wonderful wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, it looks like they actually followed it up at the magic uh, magic number eleven eleven. Mm. Holding myself back, okay, for this one. I'm sorry, but it had to be done. Had and I'm not be. sorry enough not had to, to do done. it again. Don't be so sorry. So I will. Unless you try to stop me. Unless you ask me not to. No apologies. This, this, pain of that the had soul to be done. and pain of the heart is the most primal extreme crossing heavy hard shit to overcome and rectify you know what I mean I know you know what I mean Thank you for your streams and this stellar show. 
It was so good to hear the Ben Roses on tonight. He's good. Thanks for letting me call in and unleash something I really needed to unleash. Just for you creepers. <laughs> yeah. I love you, though. Having a great show. Keep doing it. Well, shit. Thank you, Corkins. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> shit to my core, man. Jesus I, Christ. I'm going to need a shower after this one. I need a cigarette. Jesus Christ. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette <laughs> it, in the shower. Was it as good for you as it was for me? <laughs> it was... I, we are not worthy. That is... Uh, I, I, I know I'm not worthy. I assume that was why you guys invited me onto this show. I think I'll, I'll take a, another shot of moonshine for all of that. Oh my! I got a shot of bourbon right here. I'm going to do a shot of bourbon right here for, for that. Oh, there's that indescribably wonderful color. Shot, shot, shot. And speaking mm. of <laughs> indescribably mm. wonderful, I'd like to. Say thank you to Sir Ryan Bemrose for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you for having me on. It's it's been therapeutic. Oh hell yeah! Ah yes, it has been. It's good to hear from you, man. Uh, yeah, please. We're gonna have you back again anytime, anytime you'd like. Is that a threat? Yeah, we're th yeah, motherfucker. It's a, yeah. Pro it's a promise to tango, and we always follow through. That's right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, oh shit. Next week is the 23rd. I, uh, in Minecraft allegedly mm -hmm. legend mm -hmm. has it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that I'll be here for next week's episode. Um, Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta figure out some stuff to do maybe. Well, Ryan, you want to, you want to host the schemes with me? <laughs> Not to, not to put uh, you on the spot or anything. No, no, no. <laughs> not, I'm, not kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm not putting you on the spot. Okay, you know what? Here's here's my answer. There is no way that I can do as much show prep and building clips and uh, the, uh, the, the especially the Photoshop shit, which I have zero skill at. Uh, Booberry, you do way too much work for starting with this show. I always <laughs> like my show where like I go read some news articles and then I bitch about it. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's half the fun. And then if I could figure out a way to better distill the actual content of, of the shit that I'm gathering, because um, I'm just out here with a with a fucking scythe, like just side to side, just mowing it down and shoving it into my bag. I need to. Be I mean, I'll, I'll let I'll let you in on a quick secret. The reason why I've never run with a soundboard is because that's too fucking much work to set up. <laughs> It's it's taken a while. Uh, back when this first started, when we first started using the soundboard on the show, there was two computers involved. And now it's just down to one, so we're making mm. progress. Well, yeah, yeah. it's an evolution. It's an evolution. Of time. Yes, gotta gotta keep that single point of failure. Mm. And I I'm I have to say I've only been doing this for like a couple months, so I'm still fucking. Built. I had no idea I was gonna be a podcaster, so I'm still getting my shit together. You and me oh. both. Yeah. A lot of my gear, though, comes from my music life. 
So I cobbled together a lot of music gear, like the interface, the microphones, the cords, the stands. Like a lot of that I, I get from the music world, but podcasting's a whole different fucking animal. Especially with these clips and this music and all this shit. Oh my god. It's fucking awesome. It's a whole new it's a whole new world. Sorry. Oh, that's you just hit the fucking I just Disney sorry. Button. I just, did you just like, well, there's that, and I'm gonna slap my dick I down did. on that. Well, this I hope you've enjoyed <laughs> our last episode ever of Behind the Schemes. <laughs> did did you just Little Mermaid on this show? Yeah. Um, no, that's Aladdin, dude. Yeah, it's Aladdin. Oh, it? okay. Wait, fuck! I said stop it, Brian. <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, man. We're gonna get canceled, man. Ah, man. God, let's. Uh, we should probably. Oh, <laughs> and just to remind everybody, we do have this uh, quick night. Night, June two. Uh, we do have this quick uh, end of show mix from Turbo Faggot, and um, I like this song a lot. It has been an absolute pleasure tonight. Um, I definitely, I know that my bag is still going to be stuffed for a conversation about Live Nation down in the future because we can really kind of play with the numbers. And, um, like, did you know that they came from Clear Channel? Like, this is a this is a little rabbit hole. I'm going to be at you home You obviously here. really like this, this Live Nation thing. This really seems to capture you. This, hey. is, this is a big thing to you. Hey, man, we're always looking for a... For the villain, right? <laughs> Amen. They're all just—they're all just subplots in the soap opera. Yep, they're all just side quests in the simulation. Hmm. Oh, I want to thank Sir Bemrose one more time. Uh, thank you so much, man, for coming out and spending time with us, and thank Dame Lisa as well for peeping in. Yes, all I could think was, how do we normally end these things? How do we normally end these shows? <laughs> we gotta get the fuck out of here. Yes, thank I had you. to try so hard not to bring that up. <laughs> well, sincerely, there you, there you go. Thank you for joining us yeah, tonight. Right. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. Thank you for uh, putting us on the No Agenda stream and keeping us there. Uh, very much appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for everything you do. Even if you fucking don't think you do it. Which I know you don't, but you do do it, so thank you. Alright, let's and get out of here. Yeah, I've been Booberry Mothman in the Miniocalypse. Check us out, loveislit.com. And I have been lavish. This show is behind the Behind the schemes with Booberry and Lavish. Love is lit. Find us at BehindTheSchemes.com with threes for ease or LoveIsLit.com. <laughs> you know, Love is Lit is actually winning this, this battle. Love and Lit is the correct vernacular. This is Behind the Schemes. The esoterica of your dreams. <laughs>
really speak of heaven as a cloud. You know, uh, if, you, if you can imagine walking around on something crazy, like you look down and like it's fog, but somehow you're walking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah.